I thought it was I thought it was named Tycle, like T I C A L, like Tycle. But it's Tical. 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 As he says it. <laughs> 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 <As he> says <laughs> it. <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records. We get into the music, lyrics, how it was made, all that good shit. Uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And while you're uh, listening, go to uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and five stars only. Please, please, please go do that. Um, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. Give us a follow. Hang out with us because uh, we're pretty damn cool. So keep listening. Tell all your friends. And that's all I have for the boring intro. Let's uh, let's get into the album. What are we doing this week, Jeff? We are doing uh, the Limb Biscuits and their album Significant Other. Now, uh, now, Jeff, what is your uh, what's your origin story with the Limb Biscuits? Go. Yeah. So, so it, it was Faith. <laughs> uh, Faith was the first thing that I heard by them, and I was like, oh, this is really cool because that song that that you know teenage me thought was super dumb because it was George Michael. Like, Who gives a fuck, right? But like this fucking more aggressive band did it. That's awesome. And then I remember listening to the $3 Bill Y'all. And I remember buying it from like that Columbia House record thing. But I never really played it that much. I, I it was a little too a little too new metally for me. A little too like aggressive in that in that realm. But significant mm-hmm. other significant other hit hard. Significant other hit hard. And significant other is when I really started to love Limp Biscuit. And because of significant other is the reason why I like three dollar bill y'all more now because uh i don't know if they kept going with that with that that sound i mean they obviously would not have been as successful as they are now in any way but um i don't know i probably wouldn't have, i probably wouldn't have got more into them if they just kept with the three dollar bill y'all sound i get it i get it i mean it was i mean significant other is way more pop based too it's it's way more for the for the masses than, than the aggressiveness of $3 bill. Yeah. But, okay. So, I mean, my origin story, from what I remember, let's just say that, from what I remember was uh, Nookie, seeing the video for that, and then shortly thereafter, hearing Faith um, because of the Family Values Tour 98, uh, because of that CD, that, that comp CD. And Faith was on it, Counterfeit, and I believe stalemate was on it as well i can't remember what's the third song whatever there were three Limp biscuit songs on there um but but really in the end nookie was was my introduction to the band when that that um video came out and i didn't like i didn't really like it that much and but eventually you know that song grew on me um rearrange came out uh and together now i liked all that but then it was really break stuff that solidified it like i just hearing break stuff for that first time was incredible i'm gonna use that fucking word a lot incredible it's my new word it it'll is. probably go on the it no-no is. list sometime right. soon because i'll annoy myself um <laughs> sooner than later probably <laughs> yeah probably but yeah i know my origin story it really is nookie and, and this record and then going back to three dollar bill and then 
by the time Chocolate Starfish came out, I was obsessed with this band and I had to have that CD when it came out. And I did. And I was obsessed with that record too. So there you go. We've been fans since uh, almost the beginning and we never were not fans. We've always loved this band. We're not posers like um, most other people because we love to gatekeep. So it's true. That's my origin story. That's that's kind of my initial thoughts on Significant Other. Uh, so I guess let's just jump into break stuff. Unless you got anything yeah. else you want to no. talk about? No. I mean, there's so much to talk about. So there just, just yeah. get into break stuff. So break stuff, the fourth single from the record. We obviously already played it. I think this is this is the best. No, it's not the best. Uh, this or Leech, man. The, no, these two this songs. is their best song. Yeah, That's this it. is their best. Yeah, this you're right, you're song. right, you're right. This is their best song. Hands down. This is my 1B. It's my 1B. It's got to be that. Like you mentioned on the rankings, it's just two notes, two riffs. That, Dude, or, fuck, yeah, that's what it. What are you doing? How that's are all you, the song What are you is. doing? How are you doing? It's insane. He goes from the low to the high, low to the high, and then that bridge, the high to the low. He just switches it and Paul meow, meets it. Meow, meow. Little well, that, that's the meow. chorus. That's the chorus. I'm I'm talking about that bridge, that build up, that that rise. It's still those two fucking notes. He just mutes it and plays it the opposite way. It's insane the simplicity of this song. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. This this I actually wrote in my notes. This song is is so incredibly simple. I said incredibly. That's funny. That's great. This is it's it's built around just being this very very aggressive sound lyrically, musically, and it all leads up to that chorus, and the bridge like drops it back in, and it's everything is about the song is perfectly structured. It is a pop song, but it's so fucking aggressive. It's the most aggressive pop song that has ever been created. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so quotable. It's so over the top. Everything about the lyrics are so over the top. Oh my god! I I don't. But let's talk about the music a little bit more, and then we'll jump into the to the lyrics because uh, every everything about the I can't say one thing is better than the other because they all they all well really the riff, his vocals and the lyrics just stand alone as equally the best part of the song. It's, and it's, I, it's so simple. Like even like the the song is just about fucking being upset. It's there's nothing yeah. having a bad day, getting pushed too far. That's it. He's gonna break your fucking face tonight. You know, that's that's yeah. the crescendo. That's the that's that's the biggest part of the song when everything else stops. And he says, break your fucking face tonight. And then God, that you hear that one, so that one hard. snare hit. It's that one snare hit <laughs> back into the into the fucking chorus. It's it's insane. What were they thinking? What was going through their minds? Do you think <laughs> like do, do you think they thought, wow, dude, this is this is pretty fucking this could change the fucking world. Do you think they felt that way? Because they had to have. This kid is really did. And like in our rankings of, of tier list too, it's just, it'll show how high Limp Biscuit is right behind So corn. important. So important to, it's just, to the scene. Dude, the music is, is the second most important thing that ever happened in New Metal. The Bar song, none. yeah. Oh, for sure the song, yeah. And then it's just like, I watched I watched the Woodstock performance too, and I watched what was happening during that Woodstock thing, and, and not like the aftermath or whatever, because that was a whole different thing. And you can watch documentaries galore on that. But it was just like the way Fred just commanded that fucking crowd. He could tell he's a little bit shy. That's a big fucking crowd, man. Yeah, I don't even care terrifying. like how many times you've done it. That's a big crowd. That's a crowd of just of just hormonal 
just angry teenagers that are just <laughs> probably drinking, that are probably high as fuck and are just ready to break something. And the way that the way that part dropped in, just a sea of people, hundreds of thousands of people just going up and down, <laughs> bouncing up and fucking down. Not just like hundreds, not just thousands, not just tens of thousands. Honestly, like a hundred thousand fucking yeah. people. That is that's crazy. That's a fucking that tiny city, dude. That's that's insane. Who do, who, I, you, we can't even like fathom. We can't even fathom how how influential, how amazing, how historic that is. It really is. But then when you think about it too, like imagine being on stage. It must not even seem real because looking out out on that sea of people, it it it's it just can't. so unreal. Like you can't you you're probably completely disconnected from your body. Like you don't. You probably, bla- I, I, I guarantee you, they probably like blacked out. They don't remember most of that show. No, you can't. You can't focus on it. It's too overwhelming. I remember. The, I, I attribute this to the first time that I saw the Grand Canyon, and I, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was with uh, my grandma, my grandparents at the time. And I remember seeing it, and, and I was kind of like, I was like fifteen, so I was old enough to appreciate it. Um, but I was kind of like, what? Like this is, this is it? Because it's so big. They, that it looks fake it, it really does it looks mm-hmm. fake you look at it it's so massive it's 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 miles upon miles like it's it's bizarre it's bizarre how fake it looks and i, See, I imagine that's similar i went again oh. with friend of the pod pat to the grand canyon and, and i kind of felt the same way again i was like Dude, this is i don't understand why people like this it's 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 underwhelming, but it's because it's so overwhelming that it's <laughs> underwhelming. It looks fucking yeah. fake. I'm telling you, it's so big. That has to be the same kind of feeling they they get on stage. Is there's so many people that you can't you can't pick out individuals anymore. It's just a sea. It just yeah. looks like one 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 brushstroke of of the same color. It's fucking insane. I see. I didn't watch. I didn't have a chance to watch the whole performance, but I've seen. I've of course seen clips and seen certain songs from that set but yeah i've definitely seen the break stuff set uh, the breaks break stuff song from that set and it was uh yeah it's fucking nuts man it's yeah, fucking dude, break stuff break stuff like be, maybe like freak on a leash dude but break stuff is 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 damn close to being like the best new metal song of all time yeah i mean it's freak on a leash and and break stuff are for sure the two most iconic new metal songs hands down they're, I think I think I think Freak on a Leash beats it out just because that that tone is just like okay, the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> and it came out a year before too. I mean, like they, nobody had ever heard. Even still to this day, like nobody fucking sounds like that. And funnily enough, that wasn't even the first time that they were doing that kind of stuff. You know, there's there are moments on their second record where he's doing that kind of shit with his voice. You know, and the songs are weird and quirky, but it was just Freak on a Leash for whatever reason just took off that year. I mean that's but, uh, well that's a whole different podcast, but which we'll get into in a couple of weeks. So spoilers, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, break stuff is just it's it's so it's so bigger than than life. It's so it's just one of those songs that like defined a, a, a genre, defined like a generation, defined a decade. It did so much, good, bad, whatever it is. It just did so much. It was so influential. Still is very influential. Yeah, and we we talked about the simplicity of of the guitars. And what I love about this song is also John and Sam, they don't do anything crazy either. Like normally no. John has these like like really cool tight fills, but he doesn't do any of that. Like everything is very, very basic, stripped down. Sam doesn't do anything squirrely, nothing like that. I mean, he just follows the guitar. Really, that's all he does is follow yeah. the guitar. Yeah. And he rarely ever does that in any Limp Bizkit song. 
And but I did also like how fucking DJ Lethal had a fucking solo. He had a fucking solo. It's Dude. so sick. It's I so know. goddamn sick. I know. Ah, I fucking love it. The song is is insanely good. Insanely it's, good. I don't know. I don't know. You hear that? I mean, seriously, the moment you hear that that riff, you're excited. Like instantly, you get this little rush. You're just stoked, happy to be here. You know. That's crazy. It's not even a fucking riff, right? It's just, <laughs> can, can two notes be a it's riff? It's just two notes. It could, I guess. But he does hit that. It's not just like dun it. It's more of like a like a like a pull off. It's dun yeah. it, right? So there's, there's kind of three notes in that little two note riff. There are, and then when he when he hits the chorus, he he does bend he does bend the note or the bend the string. So there's a little deviation there, but it's still two two fucking notes. Three really. fucking notes, Dave. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? And, and the only difference is that he plays it backwards sometimes. Plays the two notes backwards. That's it. That's fucking it. It's it blows my mind. Oh man, that build up. I once again going back to that build up. You know he's not whispering. You know Fred isn't whispering, but he does a good job. I mean, I think I think everybody in this band is is should, should be larger than life. Like they should be praised more than they are. Oh, Even Fred, because sure. Fred is shit on constantly. And uh, I, I think I think he fucks up here and there, here and there. But over the course of their career, really, and how big they got, and how fast they got to being that big, mm-hmm. the amount of times he fucked up is just like inconsequential. Like who cares, dude? Yeah, completely like, forgot about their career. Like it's just if you, he would, no silly boy talk. But I think everybody in this band is is like uh, like rage. Like everybody in rage is fucking fantastic. Everybody in this band is fucking fantastic. They're all. Equally yep. f- amazing at their instruments, masters of their craft. Yep. The only difference is 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 Fred is is beyond master of his craft, and Wes is beyond master of his craft. And obviously, like mm-hmm. DJ Lethal, we're talking about DJs. Like, dude's obviously beyond master of, of his craft, but he was already doing it before this. Oh yeah, long before this. It. Uh, so, I want to say this about Fred Durst. He he gets shit on so much by by the average person. But when you hear other people talk about him, like other musicians, other people in, in the music scene, every, almost every single person says how cool of a person and how great of a person he is. Everybody. No, that's true. I mean, we, Nobody look at, has anything negative to say about look him. At, <laughs> look at the music video for Break Stuff. All the people he had on, Eminem, Dude. Dr. Dre, um, uh, Jonathan Davis, you know, just, Derek uh, fucking Jeter was in there. Are you yes, kidding exactly, me? Right. Pauly Shore, you know, he hooked up with Method Man. I mean, seriously, Method Man, one of the most respected guys in hip hop agrees to do a song with him. What, what is going I, on? Like the guy knows everybody. And then in, in the Roland video, you know, he wanted Ben Affleck to be on in the video. And he, Ben Affleck was also in on the album, the chocolate starfish yeah, album, Matt Pinfield, yeah. Les Claypool. Like what the, the dude, everybody likes, Fred Durst. It's crazy. Even even Les Claypool said something not too long ago in an interview about the Woodstock performance. He said, yeah, he said something along the lines like, Fred sees, oh, fuck, what did he say? I don't remember. He like just pretty no much press calls, is bad press thing? Yeah. Yeah, he's, but he's a really Fred cool dude. Fred. Yeah, he's just a cool guy. Yeah. That's fucking just, bullshit. You can't blame a band for what happened in the, in the fucking audience unless it's specifically the band is telling the audience to do something. You yeah, hire a band to perform. They don't fucking see a hundred thousand faces. Are you kidding me? Come on. 
it was clearly using them as like a scapegoat. And it's hire fucking, fucking security. Pay the money, hire security, and get your shit together. Exactly. Don't overcharge. Don't do all the shady shit that you were doing, all the promoters yeah. were doing. Horrible. Or the venue, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah. Fucking, I, he gets, he gets, Fred Durst gets such a bad rap, and it's, it's fucked up. And you know what's crazy? He, he defends everybody, too. Like, I, you know, reading about the whole thing when, when, I think it was in 2000 or 2001, when he got up and sang with Christina Aguilera. I forgot what song they sang, but they sang at like the VMAs or something. And everybody was like ripping on him. And he's like, he pretty much called everybody out and said, stop being an asshole. Like, this is still good music. Yeah, it's, it's not something that we play or we particularly like, but it's still good. Like, get over. He was pretty much t- told everybody to get over themselves. Yeah. Like, stop that, being an that, asshole. That, Don't that be was, an elitist. Was, yeah. That was like the concept of it. Of like, dude. Who cares? If you like new metal, you're not going to like this. That's fine, but it's still catchy. It's still an artist like representing themselves as what they believe in. Fuck off. Yeah, and like the and then the dude from Filter, the the singer, he was like that was like a that was a dark stain on metal history or music know, history or something like that. Like up, fuck dude. you, you fucking idiot. Filter. God damn, that's what, fuck about Filter anyway. All that Filter album is pretty good. No, it's but, not. Their first album? Yeah. It's not no with the one with boring, take a dude. picture or something. It's a good it's album. It's boring. Army of Anyone's not bad either. That that album's pretty good too. Literally um, just band. another fucking band that just don't care about. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they're they're nothing compared to Limbiscuit. They really aren't. But uh, but yeah, no, fuck them, fuck them all. Fred Durst gets a bad rap, so I just wanted to say that. I think the Fred, Fred Durst is underrated. Saint right? Oh, now. for Fred sure. Fred Durst is fucking underrated. His singing, eh, but he's no worse than any other person that that sings live right like you hear tom DeLong sing live like holy fuck you're terrible at that yeah but i still like you because it's endearing because you're doing what you love to do and it matches the song a lot of other vocalists that you hear on album sing like shit live so does fred but he yeah. owns it because that's what he wants you to hear yeah he doesn't it's sing about the any energy different. it's he about doesn't change his pitch yeah. he doesn't change octaves he doesn't do anything else he sings the fucking way that he knows how to sing yeah oh, you're totally right man and still one of the best screamers in uh, in metal music. Dude, him and Chester, man, just fantastic fucking screamers. Yeah. Just oh, totally. Great, great totally. voice. Screaming voice. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then the video, you know, going back to that, it's a f- really funny video. It looks like they're just having a blast. They, they played at a skate park. I think it's called like Skate Lab. I think that's what it's called. They had a bunch of guys there skating around them, jumping over them while they're just sitting there on the half pipes or whatever, or the ramps. And... Um, yeah, dude, it's just so much fun, and all the like we said, the guest stars, and everybody's just just having a good time. I it's just, crazy, I mean, man. I, I, th- this is this is late '90s here, right? So they're they're filming this video, and dude, like the '97 Yankees are are arguably the greatest baseball team that has ever been, and the, all the stars that were in the video, whatever, I could see it, it's fine. But like Derek Jeter, dude, Jer- Derek Jeter's on top <laughs> of the world. He is. It's Derek fucking Jeter, man. Like, yeah, come on. Right. He's from New York. These guys are from North Carolina Florida. slash Florida. Florida. Like, yeah. th- that's not, I don't know. <laughs> it's How a weird connection. fucking Derek Jeter, I don't understand. <laughs> I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. But again, this is this is like late 90s. You're getting Derek Jeter. You're getting all these other people in there. But Derek Jeter was the one that was like, what in the fucking shit? How did you get Derek <laughs> <No>. Jeter? <laughs> Nothing about it makes any sense. I love it, though. I he love it. He probably had a blast. He probably loved it. Oh, I'm sure. It's probably so out of his like his world too. You know, the oh, m- yeah. metal music world and skateboarding. 
a guy who's played baseball his entire life and that is his entire life. It must have been a huge it must have been crazy for him. Dude, and Jeter's a guy that just you don't you don't hear a lot about his private life because he doesn't disclose anything. Just, he yeah, just yeah. completely shuts himself off from the world as far as like private life is concerned. Doesn't talk about it, doesn't like go on dates and then he'll go to like places where he knows the paparazzi paparazzi aren't gonna be, just does not want to mix the two together. And he's always cool. been like that. Still to this day, he's like that. Not like A-Rod, right? I fucking hate, hate it. God, I fucking hate A-Rod. Complete so opposite of Jarek Dieter? Yeah. Yeah. Jarek Dieter. Jarek Dieter. <laughs> Jarek Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a eastbound and down like fucking baseball player. <laughs> Jarek Dieter. It does sound legit, right? It does. <laughs> sounds better than Derek Jeter. Jarek Dieter. <laughs> Jarek Dieter. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anything else on this song? Nah, break stuff. One B. All right. Oh, we forgot to talk about how kind of silly his vocals are too. The way he sings, you better step up. You know, it just. Oh, dude, that's why. Why does he do that? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I like it because it's all it's all very unique. And even the way he says like it's all about the things, man. Like that little <laughs> oh, oh, people chocolate. Like that that whiny thing that he does. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't know. That's very iconic to Limp Bizkit. That's very iconic to Fred Durst. It's very like pop punk of him to be doing that kind of whiny vocals. Actually, a little bit. Wait, he's taking it, a page out of the Blink book. I don't know. Is it break stuff or is it my generation where he goes hoo hoo I think it's my generation. Yeah, it, no yeah, break stuff. It, yeah, break stuff. Well, like in the chorus, he says it's all about the he says. He's he says, all about says, he says she. And then he goes into like bullshit. the normal. He says bullshit. But then he does like the real like guttural like. Like when friend of the pod Ryan tried to cover or when he covered this song. Yeah. Acapella. But honestly, when friend of the pod Ryan covered the song, it was really like no difference than when Fred <laughs> just sings it normally. All the highs, the lows, all the tricks that he was trying to make fun of. Dude, Fred just yeah. does that. That's what's great about Fred is he's like beating it to the punch. Right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. He's like a guy that is like saying, "Oh yeah, you want to make fun of me?" Like like Eminem and Nate Mile when he makes fun of himself in that that iconic like rap battle that he did on stage, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you want to make fun of me? Like here's here's my life in a nutshell." And he makes fun of himself. Like, what do you got? And the guy's like, "Oh fuck, I got nothing." <laughs> and so like all we could make fun of Fred Durst and not me, me or you because we love Fred Durst, but the media all we made fun of was like, "Oh, fucking Limbisky is stupid. Oh, they're dumb." Oh. Yeah, they nothing was ever really legitimate when when they would when people criticize Fred Durst and they would say like, Oh, he's a horrible singer. It's like, no shit. Dude. He told you he's a horrible singer. Yeah. When the fuck did but, he say he was a good and singer? And it's also like, listen to like a lot of pop acts. Look at Madonna. She's not a great singer. She was an entertainer just like Fred Durst, but she got, she's gotten so much more credit for what she's done for pop music. But Fred Durst didn't. It's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. Absolutely. But she had the sex. She had the sex that sold her image. But Fred didn't have that. Dude, and Fred has like arguably the most iconic, besides the dreads on JD, Fred has the most iconic image in all of new metal. Oh yeah. The red hat, the and backwards even, red dude, hat. Dude, even the red hat, man. I I I I say that make that may contend with like the dreads. Because I don't think people Yeah. If you if you surveyed a hundred people, I don't know if they would attribute the dreads with JD or just corn in general or new metal in general, but the hat, that's fucking Limp Bizkit. Yeah, no. The dreads, the dreads are new metal in general because everybody in new metal had the dreads. Almost every band had at least one member who had dreads. Limp Biscuit had the red hat. Like you see the red hat, you know it's Limp Biscuit. 
Dreads, you know that's new metal. That's what that is. Ugh. But that that's corn. Well, dude, that's corn, this guy, dude. His fucking master just market marketing is just. Oh, dude, the guy's Fritters is a fucking genius. I don't. He should be the CEO of, of 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 Google of, of, or of? something. <laughs> we should. It's the best. Oh damn! Break stuff. Break stuff. Break. I was gonna say. I forgot what I was gonna say now. Damn it! All right. Anyway, let's move on. What's your uh, What's your two B? What was your Was that Was that your one B? Oh yeah, break stuff is my one B. Okay. Yeah. That's good. My two B's I'm broke. Okay. I'm broke is my eight B. So let's get into this. It ain't no joke. So you should get a pen. Write yourself a little note so you don't forget again. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's trying so hard just to sound like some gangster. It's so hard <laughs> when he sings just those first two lines. But then when everybody comes in the din 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 like dude, that's yeah. That's so stupid. That's so basic. That's so elementary. Everything about this song is very much like break stuff. It's very bootleg. But then it I like is. this. I like this too because this is kind of like. I I, I, th- I think Fred's got f- fantastic flow too. Fun fun flow. But you notice this chorus is reused and repurposed riff that uh, from rearranged that do 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 do. It's just it? lower here. It's a do do. It's the same exact fucking riff, I'm telling you. Same exact Oh, thing. damn. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, dude. I, 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 think, I think this is, besides just being like an outwardly hip-hop track that they have on this album, this is the most hip-hop sounding thing on this album. I like it. I would, I would say so. But the, it's the heavy guitars that, that kind of take away from his rapping. I mean, because they are big, loud, really, really distorted riffs. And they're just, it's fucking loud. It's just a they're loud, so loud, loud song. It's so good, but every but then you know the like you the beat itself is very hip hop. It's straightforward. He doesn't John Otto doesn't really church it up. Not that he really ever churches up anything. He just he's just fucking great. Um, but no, they, I mean really, this is just a straightforward song. Even the riff, it, it's it, like you said, it's only a few notes, but it, it's so loud that it it does it distracts you a bit. But then the chorus th- has that like kind of big soaring sound too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that real like kind of all the soundscapes <laughs> in the background. And that's what's so great yeah. about like DJ Lethal. Like DJ Lethal, we know he can he can add to a group, right? Like we've <clears> all <throat> heard fucking House of Pain. We've all we all know that song. Yeah. So we know yeah. DJ Lethal can 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 put something into a song and make it I mean, I, I don't really care for this song too much. I don't care for that band too much, but god damn, and that is like one of the most iconic hip hop songs of all time. Wait, which so we song? know, jump around. Oh, jump around. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So we, but you didn't say it because well, it's uh, that song's dumb, should, dude. That song's fucking. It stupid. is no, I agree. I don't really like that song that much. But we know DJ Lethal can add things to a song and, and just elevate it to historic status. But what he he does in this band is he's kind of like a second guitarist, but in a, in a way where Wes isn't even like a lead guitarist. He's like a lead keyboardist. Like like yeah, West plays his so. fucking guitar like a keyboardist would. A lot of weird soundscapes, a lot of chords that get rung out, and just very very heavy stuff. To where it's like, okay, why the fuck are you doing that? You could have done it this way. I don't know why you chose to do it that way. I like that you did it that way. But then DJ Lethal doesn't ever try to overtake what he's doing. Only compliments it. DJ Lethal, yeah. Lethal only compliments. You can you're, see my you're hand, totally right. But I'm pushing it forward. Only compliments. He only compliments. But when he does solo. It's fucking sick. His so it's his, just straight, his it's just straight, yeah, it's yeah. straight scratching, dude. Straight hip hop <laughs> inspired. Yeah. That's all I want to like hear. He, 
he doesn't even try to like put in like little sounds or anything like that. He j- it's just fucking just scratching. Goes for and it, it's dude. so sick. Just goes I, for it. And going back to 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 Wes, I mean, this song isn't an example of that, but going off of what you said, like you know, he plays kind of like as he doesn't play guitar like traditional guitar. He does the weird sounds, the, the drawn out chords, but he also does a lot of like tapping too. Like he does a lot of tapping to to fill in to make the soundscapes that 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 soundscape sound like he does it on rearranged a little bit. Um, there's a couple of other songs too I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah, but I, read, I have them in my I, notes. I read somewhere that almost choked. I guess I did choke actually. If you, I had you almost choke, right? You either I, choke um, or you don't choke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you do, or you don't. Yeah. Um, I, I read somewhere that Wes only played three dollar bill y'all with fingers and didn't use a pick at all for any songs at any point oh that's sick that's what i read i think it makes sense because there's a lot of weird shit that he does a lot of weird picking and then like those heavy like those those chuggy parts you can yeah. easily just do that just with nails hitting your nails on that on that on that guitar yeah on, on the strings but to get that kind of crunch though with just your fingers like that i mean and you watch you watch even the videos from that era i mean you can see him playing and he, you know, he puts his thing up like, uh, what's the dude, Monkey or Feldy or from Corn? Kind of puts a guitar Head up from a little Korn, bit yeah. higher. I know what you're talking about. Monkeys or uh, elephants <laughs> or whoever it is. I don't know. But you can see his 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 right hand is kind of doing all these weird things. He's almost like strumming it, like the, like like the way his elbow goes back and forth. He's like strumming it like a, like it would be a cello, but he's hitting it with his fingers, doing like weird shit. Oh, okay, I see. I see what you. You mean. can see what? that in the videos. You can see him doing that. What video, whatever what that is means, it? But. What, I think that was faith. I think that was pollution. Oh, okay. Oh, when they pollution. Yeah, pollution was the one where they're playing inside the house, right? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Yep. No, that was counter. Wait, was it pollution or counterfeit? I don't fucking remember. It's one of the like ugly ass house, and he has that little crop top thing, but it's only the yeah. bottom part of the crop top. <laughs> 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 like whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> So okay, good. so people people listening, we also watched every single Limbiscuit video. So um so that was that was all so much fun. Their videos all their videos are good. I, I will Even, say it, it it started off it started off like, okay, that's fine. And then it went to like holy fuck, this is mind blowing. <laughs> the videos Honestly. from Significant Other are fucking great. Um the videos from outside of Take a Look Around, the videos from um Chocolate Starfish are fucking awesome. I, it's just gold. The videos from Gold Cobra are awesome as well. I, well, there's actually there's only one video for yeah. the Gold Cobra song, and then still sucks. Um, man, that, that the dad vibes video. We talked about that a little bit, but they're just dancing like in this like a mansion, like or like the the back like the on the property of this giant mansion, this giant property. They're was that dancing and was it any one of their houses? Because it was it was big enough so. to be like a rock star house, but like is that is I don't think it's a, big enough to have that kind of house. I don't think so, man. I don't. Like I, a, I really don't think so. That's like a Led Zeppelin house. You know what I mean? That's like a Led Zeppelin mansion. Yeah. I don't know if it's a Limbiscuit mansion. Yeah, I don't think Limbiscuit could. They don't. I don't think they pull that much money to where they could afford something like that. And then the guys from Steel Panther are in it for like no reason at all. No reason. <laughs> it's a, that's it's a like great that, video, dude. I, I remember like so. I Virgin talk about that video. I remember when that video came out. Watching it, I'm like, damn, these this is what these guys look like now. Oh, fuck, <laughs> they're we old as fuck. Old. 
They are. Let me go back even further, uh, not that much further, but when uh, DJ Lethal put that video out after uh, Shaggy Tito dropkick Fred on stage, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, like it, it, it turned out to be kind of a joke because like Shaggy Tito from, from ICP is actually a wrestler. And if he wanted to dropkick Fred, he would have fucking laid him out. But he dropkicked him in a way that was kind of like part of kayfabe. Oh, and and okay. it was like a joke. But he didn't tell anybody it was going to happen, and so everybody kind of took it personal. And then DJ Lethal took it really personal, and he posted that video saying like he wants to fight him. And I was like, "Damn, bro, you, <laughs> you're like sixty, and you want you're to really old, fight dude." Him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's by far the oldest. I, I mean, at least he has probably at least ten years on the rest of the band. No, he's Fred Durst is older than DJ Lethal. No way. Yeah. By How is that years, possible? DJ Lethal just started no, early, fucking, man. He was no just, way. He just, yeah, he cut his teeth early. Okay, okay, Let, let's see here. Fred Durst is 52. Um, DJ Lethal. Telling you. You were fucking right. DJ Lethal telling is 50 you. years old. And Fred is 52. What the hell? Telling you. John Otto is 46. Sam is 45. And Wes is 48. Oh, my God. How? Yeah, don't how? forget, like... Because like he, jump around, he looks dude, jump around, hit, jump around, hit like early nineties, maybe That's like true. 91, 92, 92. 93. It's that 92. was early, early nineties. Three dollar bill, y'all didn't come around until ninety seven. It's only a five, five year years. difference, but that's oh, five yeah, years. Yeah. That's a big five years. True, but damn. that was their first album. That was House of Pain's first album. Yeah, holy so shit! It was recorded probably in ninety one. That's insane. I I had no. I always thought he was like ten years older than the rest of the guys. Wow. Well, Fred just looks like a. I don't know. He just looks the best. Uh, yeah, I mean Fred and Wes definitely do look the best, but. Shit. Wes is hard to tell because like you never get like good pictures of him throughout the years. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. But Fred he, Fred has aged really well. Like honestly, he really has. I think you're right. I think you're right. Do you know DJ Lethal is a uh, Latvian? That's, he's not. Says, he's not. He's not born in America. It says he's a Latvian American turntablist. Uh, the fuck is, is that? Like the fucking Soviet Union? It's, or some like, shit? it's like yeah. It's like Eastern Europe. Like deep. That's where uh, Boyle's Boyle gets adopts his his kid from. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait, what's his kid? What's the it's his son's name? Nikolash. Nikolash. No, Nikolash. No, no. Ni- Nikolash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, DJ Lethal was born in the Soviet Union. Yeah, because yeah, that's that all those, uh, not all those, but a lot of fucking countries and, and provinces and I don't know whatever you call those republic things during the Soviet Union, USSR thing. I don't know. I went to <sighs> that's crazy school in Southern California. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck do we know? <laughs> all right, I'm broke. Let's play a little bit of this song. Sound good? Yeah. All right, here it is. Uh, I'm broke from the Limp Biscuits. I'm broke from Limp Bizkit. <laughs> what? You deserve a smackin' for slackin'. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics, the lyrics are pretty, pretty ridiculous. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for break stuff, this, this would be my one B. Easy, fucking easy. <laughs> I love this song so much. I think his best rhyming is in this song too. At the end of the first okay. verse, when when he's doing all like that, he says, "There's someone, there's someone giving classes on kissing people's asses, unless 
you're the, all those like alliteration with the S's, right? There's someone giving classes, kissing people's asses. Yeah, that's pretty. It is pretty good, man. It is. It keeps going unless you're living where the trash is. Don't even come around here asking where the cash is, man. There's just so much. There's so much of that that S sound. That S. That's hard to do to make it sound. I mean, it, it does sound silly, but to make it actually flow, that that's kind of difficult. God, it's so good. And then the part, the fucking repair compares like he compares people who bum money to shit, but not just any shit though, like shit that's, <laughs> shit in, a that's in a diaper. That's so. That's so, <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah, it's so fun. Like no, but you're the type of uh, shit that's in a diaper. That's so <laughs> fucking vulgar. That is so disrespectful. I know it really, really is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there might be like truth to the song too. I think like coming off a three dollar bill, this this band is just blowing up faster than than anybody could possibly imagine, making money hand over foot at this point. Everybody's coming out of the woodwork, right? People are coming out trying to bum money off them, and I think I'm broke probably stems from real life experiences of family, of friends, of has beens trying to come up and hit up Fred for money. Oh yeah, totally. That that's what I got lyrically on this one too. And actually, funnily enough, this song was written originally, and I think I believe it was recorded as a demo for a three dollar bill. So this this was a this was actually the oldest song on the record, but they felt it didn't fit the theme and really overall feel of, of that for, of the first album. So, but, but no, I, like I, that. I agree that that's what it's about. It's about a freeloaders and assholes who, you know, only come out when they want money from you. They want something from you. And I will say too, if we're just going to blink at the lyrics here, Fred, Fred's lyrics, they're not like, they're not like historic and mind blowing or nothing, but they're kind of honest. They're kind of, they're yeah, kinda like from the heart. They, 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 they're kind of, I don't want to say like a child, but maybe like like somebody who can't write lyrics very well, who can't write lyrics good, Zoolander. <laughs> he's just he's he's writing things about what he feels. They're very emo, and we'll get into Nikki a little a little bit later. But if you just shut your fucking mouth and like read the lyrics and stop listening to how aggressive the music is, you'd realize this band is a little bit more emo than most people took them for. And Agreed. I mean, obviously, way more jokey. But yeah, I don't know, kind of emo. Yeah, I noticed reading through all the lyrics this week that uh, he is a much better lyricist than I was expecting. I thought I thought it was going to be a lot dumber. Um, his use of words, like you were saying, you know, in the in the first verse of this song, it's it's more complex than I was expecting. I think there's also a lot of word salad on some of the, like end together now. Like it's just it's too much. I don't even really know what that song's about because it's just I feel like. I will get into that later, but anyway, I, overall, I think his lyrics are much better than I was expecting. I, I thought I thought it was just going to be complete shit. So, I will. It's it's fine. It's fine. Shit, boy. Um. Anyway, so we got anything else on "I'm Broke"? No, I'm that's broke. it. I don't even know how he sings it. I just I love that opening. It ain't no joke. that bridge is a straight corn ripoff. That it's it's it doesn't sound like any particular corn song, but it's very much something that corn would do. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah, and the way he's kind of like singing, he's kind of like singing a little bit softer, a little bit soft, kind of like what Jonathan Davis does to kind of do that build up. Yeah, I, I got a lot of corn on that uh, on that bridge, but uh, I like it. It's good, but like I, I think I think if Limp Biscuit would rip off corn, they would make it obvious. You know, like I don't think they'd be shy at all about ripping off corn. I no, think they, no, 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 they no. loved corn, dude. Like. 
Well, if it wasn't for corn, they wouldn't really be they, a band. It was. I know there I mean, would be no Limp Bizkit if it wasn't for seriously. Korn. Like I mean, anybody who doesn't know the reason why they got their deal was because Fred Durst went to a corn. He went to a corn concert and he pretty much like cornered Fieldy ah! and set cornered. What? Corn. Oh, there we go. That was, I like that. <laughs> that was intentional too, right? Um, he pretty much cornered Fieldy and, and I believe it was Jonathan and said, you know, I, free tattoos, free beer. Um, shitty tattoos. Shitty tattoos. Oh, no, it was Head because Head actually got the tattoo. So it was actually Head. Head, head got the tattoo and after it was done, Fieldy and Jonathan were like, oh, never mind. It's fine. We can still hang out and drink, <laughs> but I'm fine not getting a tattoo. So, um, so yeah, that's what happened. And then, yeah, he gave him the demo and then Fieldy thought it was fucking great. So he passed it along to Ross Robinson. Ross didn't really want to listen to it until his girlfriend listened. And then she said it was great. So then from there, you know, the rest is history really. I mean, it really, it was because of Corn. And then Corn took him under their wings, like took him on the family values tour. Before they were even signed. Yes. They took him on two massive tours. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's no, fucking Limbiscuit nuts, owes man. everything to corn. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, yeah. Anyway, where where were we at? What's are your two B? Oh, my two B is rearranged. Now, I do want to say the reason why I ranked Significant Other as low as I did was because the, outside of the singles, nothing is as nearly as great as the singles. If that makes well, sense. I'm broke. We just went over it. But it's not. I mean, it's a great song. But oh my god, it's so good. like like at least at least with um, three dollar bill and chocolate starfish, there are deep cuts on that that are just as good as the bangers. There's nothing really like that on here. Like the the four singles sound all different from one another. All of the non singles sound pretty similar to one another. So that's why I ranked it as low as I did because there's just a okay. lot of the same on this one. That is I still true. love it. That is true. But there's, there's a lot, lot of the same. There's a lot of like perceived filler, but yeah. uh, I think there are I think there are some deep cuts here that are forgotten about. I think trust is a deep cut that's forgotten about. Yes, like, that's show me what you got is a deep cut that's forgotten about. I think 1999 is one that is completely forgotten about. True, uh, you didn't mention the one that I was hoping you'd mention, but that's fine. Which one? You know what it is. You just don't want to say it because my boy's yeah. in that that song. You know what that's that's like one of the weakest songs of the. Oh, you're so stupid! Why do you do this? It truly is. Why do you do that? Why do you think you're cool? That that song has been done better on other albums in the same vein. All right, let's let's get into rearranged. The baseline. I I, would argue. I I love this baseline, dude. I would say this is the one of the most iconic baselines. Or it is the most iconic baseline of new metal hands down like no i mean it's 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 crazy it's crazy fucking good yeah it's it's and it drives the whole song it drives the whole fucking song i I still i still fucking play this bass line whenever i I, i'm jump on neighbor uh phil's bass i'll still throw this down nobody ever catches it nobody ever knows what it's from but i still like to boom boom boom, because you're just like picking that fucking power chord it's so easy, but it's just I'm like, dude, that's that's just good. That's solid. That's good. That's good. I just like think it. about it. <laughs> what what a what a kind of like dumb and sleazy way to start the song. It is stupid. Just think about it. <laughs> he does. So. He has like no. He has. He's trying to like sound cool or sound sexy, 
but uh, and this is this is work. like going into like the lyrics kind of a little bit in there overall. But this is one where it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of I don't want to say emo because that's just like a blanket term. It's but it is a little bit more emotional sure. than the other ones. A little deeper. It's like a goodbye to his ex wife and for but like it's showing him be extremely vulnerable in in a in a metal aspect in the late nineties where everybody thought that they were just this band that was that misogynistic and fucking terrible. And it's like, dude, he's kind of he's hurt here. He's hurt. Yeah, he got cut. Right? And he's telling you he got cut and rearranged. Like that's his entire life is having to be rearranged because this this girl cut him up good. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's sad. <laughs> it, this is definitely the saddest like the aesthetics on the fucking perfectly. Except for this yep. stupid video. I hate this video. I like the video. I hate the but because Okay, it's okay, like, let, 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 let's run through the video real quick. Let's run through it real quick. So so if, the video if, was based around the whole Woodstock incident, which we talked about and how they were like the scapegoat and, and all that kind of shit. And in the video they're they're put on trial for this whole Woodstock thing and then they're they're punished to they're they're put to death. And then they're drowned, essentially. And then at the very end of the... Which, this part I actually really like. The end of the video, they're in purgatory. And they're just floating around. And then, it's, and then Fred says something along the lines like, if this was heaven, then I'd be hanging out with Method Man right now. And then he drops. And then in the End Together Now video, the first part of that video is Fred Durst dropping onto the couch. <laughs> and I thought that so was... sick. That's it's so, so cool fucking cool, dude. I... It was. It's so like, rad. Continuity wise, it's just. Like, it's, there's no need for it. like nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like there's no <laughs> yeah. call for it. Nobody would would think anything else. It's just something, a little extra. Oh man, I, I, I just, love that. I just don't like that they took like. Our, I mean, I guess it's it's very limp biscuit of them not to do this, but I don't like that they took the uh, the song that should have kind of made people think like, oh, this band is a little bit deeper than I thought that they were, and then turned it upside down and said, yeah, well, you you fucking. I don't know. You think that we did something and we really didn't do it, so fuck off. I guess we'll just we'll take the blame for that one and kind of like dive on the grenade. But it's very Limbiscuit of them, but they should have uh I don't know. This could have been I the way it. for like the world to see them as 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 a deeper than they were. No, you're right. But really who cares cuz they they were just they they just grew in popularity after this anyway. <laughs> True, so yeah. I, so I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like they you know, the first single being Nookie, then this one, and Together Now, and then the the fourth single ends up being their biggest hit. Like you uh, crazy. Nookie crazy. was this huge, this massive fucking thing that changed kind of changed music or changed, you know, m- modern rock music. And then break stuff comes out and it just turns everything on its head. It's it's this band this band is so unique and no very few bands can say that they've had this kind of impact on music. And I don't, I'll argue with anybody about this because if you're, if you say the opposite, then you're fucking wrong and stupid. No, it's true. You're, you're fucking wrong. You're absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah. This could change the way rock stars interact with fans, with, with the media, with music videos. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And How, this is, um, when did this, you, when did you see rock stars dancing to like, they're all, like <laughs> no, choreographing, right? right? I know, but but that's the thing with with Limp Bizkit too. Like the the chore the choreography you see in the videos, that's all for that's just making fun of pop music. That's them making fun of the scene and just the ridiculousness of videos. And that's why all their videos are so dumb, you know. And and what they and people were like, would criticize them about Roland for having the girls dancing, but it's like 
you're missing you're missing the point. They're, right. This is satire. They're, they're making fun it's of all the other pop acts. That you yes. clearly missed. It's like it's just it's because like, Fred Durst is, was originally a dancer. So because he's so good at dancing, dude, he's fucking that's, smooth too. He's even he's still really to smooth. this day. We see dad the vibes, dad vibes he's video. So good, <laughs> his dancing is oh, so man. fucking smooth. But it's like, come on. So the Roland video, everybody criticized that one, talked shit on it. But then look at the fucking Blink video all, for all the small things. That that entire video was making fun of the other pop acts. But because it wasn't Fred Durst and it was a little bit heavier, or actually much heavier, it gets shit on. Like, it, it, it makes no fucking sense. It's so stupid. Like, he, he's such... He's like the whipping boy of, of, of all this shit, of this musical genre. It's not fair. It's just not fair at all. But I, I, but I, think, records, so. I think because he's the whipping boy is the reason why they've become so successful. And I, there was there was some... There was a quote that that Wes had said that says, "Yeah, dude, like you guys hate what you hate Fred so much, like that's why we're successful. Keep hating him. He doesn't <laughs> care. I don't care. We don't care. You're the reason why we are as big as we are." Yeah, that's true. Like, it damn, is true. That's so fucking true, dude. Like Fred just thrives on it. Just does not care. But that stems from just having like an extremely bloated sense of like self worth, right? Like I don't. I don't know how long I could take that kind of abuse, mm-hmm. but damn, this guy's got some confidence. And, Gotta and respect I, that. And I know we're we're talking so highly of him, and I do know that he did, he has done some fucked up things, like he kicked like the security guard in his head at some show. Like th- he's done some like kind of questionable things like that, like dickish moves. But overall, in the end, it's he's not as bad as people make him out to be. Not at all. Like we're, we're we're in the age now, or like it's the the decade or the era of things coming out that happened twenty years ago. Like, oh yeah, Fred did this to me. You don't hear well, anything. nothing like that. Yeah, but you don't hear anything. Like, what yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, not not to say that just because you didn't have a scandal means you're a good person, but I don't know when you're in that kind of like spotlight, like that. And just I don't, I don't know. And your band Come has that unscathed. kind of reputation, and you have that kind of yeah, reputation. Come out unscathed. Like yeah, are. right. Maybe you're not and as it, bad as everybody says you are. And it's and then it's the people that you would least expect this kind of shit to happen to. You know, yeah. like like the guy from like uh, Jesse Lacey from Brand New. You're like this guy's so emotional. He's so he's so innocent, and let's feel sorry for him for his emo lyrics. And then you come to find out he's like trying to have sex with sixteen year olds. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's. That's it's a very insane. pop punk thing, to be honest. Like that's a very weird that thing that pop punkers do. That that was that that like that preying on on younger people is a very pop punk thing. It is newfound yeah. glory and I less think than Jake a, as well, right? Yeah, Wait, no. just fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, it's all fucked up. All that. Yeah, never mind. We don't need to get into. But that, not Fred so. Durst. Fred not Durst. The, the dude. The, honestly, if that came out with Fred Durst, I would be devastated. I really would be devastated. Mm-hmm. I would die. I would die. I'd die. <laughs> Let's get back to rearrange, man, because it's a banger yeah, song. Man. I like the build. That's all about build up, man. The build oh, up man. in the song. It climbs. I think the song climbs to the bridge. That bridge is fucking phenomenal. It's emotional. Everything about that bridge is perfectly crafted. I would almost say like the bridge was started first and they built a, a song around how can we get to and from this place? Because the bridge is the best part of the song. It is. Oh yeah. It pays off too. And this is a long song. It's over four minutes long. And but you don't get sick of it, even even though you hear that that bass loop, the entire fucking most of the song, I never tire of it. 
it's it's crazy how how captivating they can make you feel with just the slight buildups, the soundscapes. Like another thing I have here are DJ Lethal's soundscapes during, especially during the chorus. It's just it adds so much, so much, so many layers to the song, and it adds so much more depth to the song. And I know you're not going to agree with me on this, cool. but this song and a few other ones remind me a lot of Deftones because this is what um, fuck, what's his name? I can't even think of his name right now. I can hear it, Frank. I, I do. I, I do can hear the atmosphere. Yeah, there's a lot of Deftones of here. Drawn out. This, this is just obviously this is better because <laughs> Deftones are so dumb. But I I do understand what the Deftones were trying to do. I just don't think they, they did it well. But Deftones were doing it before this, but that's fine. That's okay. But they didn't do it well though. No, they they did it well. They did adrenaline it doesn't well. sound like this after well, because adrenaline that, sounds kind of like this. I well, get because it. he didn't come on board until after adrenaline. I no, I get it. I understand. That's why I only like adrenaline. Well, well, but uh, but no, I I think I think DJ Lethal is underrated as well because he's most noted for his his scratching and all that kind of stuff. But he's so much more than that, and and this song is a perfect example of it. What he added to this song texturally is 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 insanely good. I love it. And then not only that, Wes fucking sits back, man. He sits back, creates more of an atmosphere with with his with his guitar playing. He's not playing like big heavy chords until you get to like Dude, the that bridge, higher really. like looser verd up guitar riff that he does. Yes. Fuck, it's man. fucking so cool. And but he lets he lets he lets um, John, Sam, and Fred just do their fucking thing. And then DJ Lethal and Wes just sit back and just play in the background. And it's it it's great songwriting because they know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And just accompany it and let other people shine. And I fucking love that. Like it shows that they didn't have as big of an ego songwriting wise as we're led to think or believe. You know, and this, I, is, this song's a great example of that. I, I like reading interviews that that when like Wes first left and then like today right like throughout the years and i like that wes and fred have never said that yeah we we fought but now we're friends they've maintained that thing between them we're like yes we don't see eye to eye we are like family we fight a lot sometimes it gets a little out of hand but we mm-hmm. always come together and, and do something that we both think is good and then we kind of go our separate ways for a little bit because we're tired of each other. That's fucking honesty, man. I like yeah, that. I, like I that. dig that. And they never come out and say, oh, I'm super sorry. I was a dick. They both say they're dicks. They both say they're assholes. But they still, like, you don't have to be best friends with the people you're in a band with. Look at Chad Smith and fucking Flea, right? It just yeah. came out. They don't fucking hang out. They've never hung out. <laughs> I know. But they Isn't love playing music with each other. <laughs> that, that was on that the Rick Rubin podcast, right? I, I read it from a, an interview or uh, okay. I guess an interview transcript of, of something. But yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, it, like, was, it, it was I think it was when Rick Rubin said it. Was it? It was Chad Smith that said it. No, it was it, it, was, it, it was Chad because because Rick Rubin had each member on his podcast at, at separate times. And the Chad Smith one was like, yeah, we just get together and jam. And I don't really hang out with any of the other guys. We're just it's just in the jam room or when we're playing shows or practicing, it's just when we lock in, it's just, it's there, but we don't hang out ever. It's like, dude, you've been in a band for since like 1988, 1989. And I think that same one flea had said that, yeah, I probably go to Chad's house like twice a year, like one for (laughs) like his birthday or whatever birthday his kid is doing or whatever is happening. 
yeah. then once if if they're just I don't know for Christmas or something, he's I go to the house, I, I see him like twice a year outside the studio. He's I love more that the studio. And they, exactly like not everything has to be like family oriented. Not everything has to be so close knit. I like that Wes and Fred have never been have never been like like superficial about it. They've always said. That yes, we butt heads. Yes, our mm-hmm. our vision of this band has gone in different directions throughout the years, but we always come back because we like playing with each other. Not necessarily because we love each other, we like each other. Whatever it is, we like playing with each other, and there's some connection there. And I like that honesty. I do too. I, I do too. I I mean, because I know it's only social media, or it's just social media. But over the last maybe like several years now. Um, Wes, I've noticed on Wes and Fred Durst's like Instagrams and stuff or their social media, like they hang out way more, like they hang out a lot. It seems like whether it's creating music or it's like whenever like Limp Biscuit, they're, they're right, right now they're in Europe, like in Germany or whatever. And it, the videos that the Limp Biscuit page were posting were just all about Wes and Fred, like them kind of like fucking with, not fucking with each other, but just like fooling around, like kind of talking shit on each other but like in a fun way you know what i mean it just seemed i don't know because you're always led to believe like that they hate each other like you said but it doesn't seem like that when you see videos of them together honestly though i think it's it's probably because like in their in their older age now this is probably the closest they've ever been in their entire career together like now yeah i I think they've respected each other i think they can work well with each other i think they make music that is obviously beyond banger together but I think now they're finally like coming together as friends rather than Chad Smith flea bandmates. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. That's so dope. That's so dope that you can have like a band that is so good and you're still like learning things about the other person. You're still connecting with your bandmates in ways that you have never in the past 40 years. Not 40 years, but like 30 long, years. Yeah. yeah, about 30 years. Yeah. All right. So that's, let's play. That's cool. Let's play a little bit of uh, Rearranged, and then we'll move on. Sound good? Yeah. You get a beer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Rearranged from the Limp Biscuits. Yeah, do we have anything else on this one? Should we move on? No. We, we can move on. Well, oh. well, I don't know about that. What's up? No, we're good there. Yeah. We're good? Fine. Okay. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your 3B? Hold on. I'm still highlighting in red, dude. Hold okay. on there, dude. This is fun. Hold I'm on. having a blast. I don't have a mouse. So I have to use my finger, so oh calm my down. Oh, God. Why All don't right. you have the mouse? What happened to your mouse? I don't know. I don't use my mouse all the time because it, it takes oh. too much time to like turn the mouse on and then. All you have to do is flip the switch. It? <laughs> That's all you do is flip the switch on. <laughs> That's true. It's not difficult don't. at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hate I, not I, using a mouse. Oh, I, I hate really using no the excuse. trackpad now. I don't. I don't use the mouse like at all. What? I've been using it months. Oh man. So easy. Okay. All right. Anyway, three B. What do you think my three B is? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say end together now, dude. You know it, baby. End together <laughs> now. Banger, banger uh, of a track. This that's is my five B. It's my five B. This may be like the most commercial, like new metal song ever. And I know it's like straightforward hip hop. I know it's like Fred Durst doing his thing with Method, and no other band members kind of had like a thing in this. But this is. This is what new metal is, man. This is what new metal is bridging things like like all these different genres of music coming together in a in a way that you never thought possible. This is so fucking new metal here. <laughs> it really is. In a, in a way, yeah, I, I it is. I think but it's, it's still, still it's this still is so fucking new metal. 
<sighs> God damn, dude. So like DG Premier is here. He has credit mm. for most of this. I think I think Otto and, and Rivers do play on this track actually. I think it's just no, Wes. It, it says no, it said that Wes and Wes and Sam had nothing to do with this track. I don't know what John's part was, but I also read that that it was all based off of a beat that Lethal came up with and then Lethal gave it to to DJ Premier and then he churched it up and then it's kind of what we got or almost what we got today. Wait, what 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 banger was this you said? This is my 5 beat. And so okay. Okay. apparently there there's two different versions of this song. Um I was I only heard I only listened to the one that's on the streaming sites and in the music video. Uh, and on vinyl too. So I assume, I mean, it all sounded the same to me, but apparently there's a different version that DJ Premier created with a different beat and slightly different samples. Did you hear that or read about that? I, I read about it, did not listen to it though. I couldn't find it. I didn't really search that hard. I, I didn't search that hard either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. It just, I didn't, I guess I didn't care too much, but whatever. This song's fucking great. I love it. It's just, you're right. It, it is a straightforward like hip hop song, but I, I do think this is like a, like this is what new metal strive to be is something like this, but you throw some heavy guitars in here and that is a perfect, perfect, perfect new metal track. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Man, dude, it's, and it's like just off topic. Oh, not off topic, but diverting. It's easy to criticize Fred and make fun of him and like, yeah, you're trying to rap. Like how are you going to fucking keep up with meth? And Fred does not keep up with meth, but he didn't try. Like cause, yeah. cause method Man is fucking S tier rappers, like just straight up. Him, his stuff in Wu Tang, untouchable. Method Man on his own, untouchable. And I didn't know until this week when I was listening to it that I thought his first album, Tykel, T I C A L. I thought it was I thought it was named Tykel, like T I C A L, like Tykel. But it's Tikal. 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 <laughs> as he says, <laughs> as he says it. I'm like fuck, man. Just like Method Man is just unfucking touchable. But Fred doesn't try to keep up with him. No, he compliments him in ways that he's not being a hype man, that he's being a fanboy, and that's what makes his track so goddamn good. Yeah, and what I okay, so a little backstory on this song too. DJ Premier didn't want to work with Fred. He he just didn't feel like his whole flow, his rapping was good enough for it compared to you know the other rappers he had worked with. So he he declined originally, but then Fred met up with him like in person because everything was done through like their managers and shit but Fred actually met up with him in person and said you know what I really want to do this I'm willing to learn if you want to teach me if you want to guide me on what you want for me I'm more than willing to listen I want to I want to be better I want to do this with you and I thought that was the raddest thing like fucking yeah. Fred Dirtz goes to this guy like one of the most not I would say kind of one of the most sought after DJs of the time and he convinces him to do a track with him. Like that shows you Fred's charisma, his his likability, um, and just he's probably just like such a rad dude. Like, and the fact that he was so willing to learn. Like he he's such he was such a fan of his music that he was he wanted to learn. He wanted to be taught by the best. And the res- the amount of respect he had for him, I thought that's so cool. It's such a cool story. It's, it's, and it goes against everything people say about Fred Durst. Like that story goes <laughs> goes against everything people say about this guy, and I love that. So. And it shows in Fred Durst, and and I forgot to watch it, even though it's on one of the streaming services we share, pay for. But I forgot to. I didn't forget. Yeah. I just didn't last night. Um, I didn't watch the Fanatic, and I really yeah, wanted to. And it's yeah. still on on my to do list, but 
Like like Fred Durst has done so much extracurriculars outside of his music. Remember that little thing he was doing in L.A. The the jazz thing. The, the jazz night. Every the fuck every it was? Thursday night. Every Thursday night he hosted a jazz night in. A, I forgot what the the little cafe was in L.A. But like, every on. Thursday night, and he would have like the, these 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 jazz music, musicians over at his house to practice in his living room, and he'd just like chill and hang out and you know just watch them practice because he just loved the music. And then he would host these nights and he never performed. He was, he was just like kind of the MC. Like he was the one introducing them and kind of almost hyping the crowd up, the little crowd that would show up. And that's just all he did. He just did it for the love of the music. And I thought, dude, what a, what a crazy cool guy. Man, it's so sick. A, a guy there for other people constantly. And he never made it for himself. Like I remember reading like people would say, oh yeah, we'd show up and Fred was really nice to the fans that would show up for him, but he never made it about, he never made the event about him. It was always like, okay, well let's just watch, watch the band. Like, you know, it's like he was never rude to the fans, but he's like, let's just, this is why we're here. And so he gave the band the respect. He gave the fans the respect. And I just, I think, dude, he's such, he's such an underrated guy. Damn. Should have went to one of those. I know. I don't know why he did that for like almost. A, I think over a year he was doing that shit consistently. Dropped I think the ball, it was. Dude. I, I think it was until his house burned down. It, with those those crazy wildfires in Malibu. Yeah. And his house burned down. I think that's kind of when he stopped doing it. With all of Wes's shit in his house. I know, right? They <laughs> lost so much gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but. <laughs> no. But do you funny. see all this shit that Wes is auctioning right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. He he's auctioning off like forty <laughs> guitars, and he said, "This is only half of what I have." I know it's so silly. <laughs> it's fucking so nuts. I wish. I wish. I mean, I wish we would meet like when we met Wes at the at the Nam show. I yeah. wish we would meet him now with this kind of fanboy status in this stage in our lives, to where we can articulate all of the things that we really love about him, the band, his his legacy, his guitar playing. I wish that would happen now rather than now because then it was yeah. just more kind of like, Oh, you're so great. I love you so much. <laughs> Lovey dovey type of stuff. But now it's more like the best of our capabilities, I guess we, we can articulate our thoughts a little bit better. Oh yeah, very much so. And also at the time he was promoting black light burns cause that album had just come out. It was just about to come out. So he was promoting that. And it's just like, we didn't care about that. We just cared about Limp Bizkit. And we true. weren't, but we were like rude to him about it. And we weren't like being crazy, but it's just like, dude, he was there for, for this band that that pretty much nobody really cared about at the time. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, nowadays, like if we, had, if we met him now, it would be completely different. I, just I get him on the pod, though. I've, I've not listened to that, that stuff in a long time, but I don't, that industrial kind of like alt shit. Nah. Yeah, I, I didn't really care nah. for, for the Black Light Burn stuff. I, I never really did. Yeah. It was all Ross, like Ross Robinson produced all that stuff, too, and. I just, it's not my style of music. I wasn't really into his vocals and eh, it was whatever. It might be better now, but it's been so, it's been many, many years since I listened. But anyway, mm-hmm. and, together and together now. now. Yeah. You're 6B. 5B. That's fine. 5B. That's listening okay. Listening is hard sometimes. Yeah. Final Pod five. listening. As I say. And NCAA. Okay. They might. They don't. <laughs> it's final four. <laughs> I was going to say that makes no sense. <laughs> Oh Elite Eight, God. Final Four, Sweet Sixteen. Okay. Okay. All right. Sports. Yeah. No. This is. Uh, so we talked about when we um, did like De La Soul, just just like a good like posse cut, right? This is just 
this this track is like you talk about lyrics. I think earlier you mentioned like lyrics or like you don't quite know what's going on. I think this is just two bros being bros, broing out. I think that's it. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, that's I mean, it. all I put was I, I think this is just a hype song. Dude, that's and it. And it, it's all hype, but but none of it really makes sense. Like nothing, nothing's cohesive about the lyrics. Like it's one or two lines that are that make up like a an idea and then the next thing will be something completely different and it's just all hyping this that's is, fine um, it's fine it, it's it's funny because tying in with the video they're waiting for pizza to be delivered and like when you're waiting for pizza delivered there's that there's that 20 to 30 minute gap where you do something but you don't get fully into it so you're kind of you're kind of just doing something that you know is only going to last about 10 15 20 minutes <laughs> Right, like, but it's yeah. it's it's gonna be really really fun because you're so fucking excited for the pizza, and that's what this song. The song is just like, oh yeah, let's just get into it for like ten, fifteen minutes. Obviously, three, four minutes. Mm-hmm. But let's just get into it. Let's have a great time. Let's see where it goes. But some of the things that Method Man says here is is the reason why like he's he's just S tiered of hip hop artists of all time. Because goddamn, and Fred Fred's fine. There's nothing wrong with what yeah. Fred does. It's great. But I really have no issue with Fred's parts here. I, I really don't think they're particularly bad. I just, next to Method Man, it's, you can't compare the two, but really, I, he did, you could tell Fred really tried hard. Yeah. And, but it's really, and it's not bad. It, it's it's just, not it's bad not at all. Bad. And it's he probably has, the he best rapping he he's, he's, he's ever melody, done. He has melody, dude. When he, it's yeah. fourth for the mic checks. What's it all about? Where are we going to run? Maybe we can meet up under the sun. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's a melody to it. Like He's almost like yeah. sing rapping. But damn, dude, Method Man, when he comes in and some of his stuff, like specifically when he talks about uh, he's just playing with minds that get you state time, lock behind 12 bars from a great mind. Like lock behind twelve bars, that part, dude. Just like that twelve That's bar solid. blues, like yeah. thing that that locked behind, like like the actual being in jail, like that wordplay. It's like, yeah, that dude. You're, that's why. That's why. You, that's why you were the, you're one of the goats. That's why you're one of the greatest of all time. Like you're, that's amazing. That's so yeah. good. No, there. He really does have some. I mean, his, yeah. I mean, comparing the two, and this is. This it's is late fucking nineties. Like Wu Tang had just come out with Wu Tang Forever ninety seven. So this is they they they're recording this probably like early ninety nine, maybe late ninety eight. All these ideas are being thrown around. They're talking to like Methods Camp, and then you know the, the Limp Bizkit's manager is going back and forth. So it's only been like a year since Wu Tang Forever dropped. And Wu Tang Forever is not as good as Thirty Six Chambers, but Wu Tang Forever's dude. That's wow. Like it blew people's minds. It's still blowing people's minds. It's so long. It's so great. <laughs> But how do you get Method Man, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're one of the most hated people on earth in a that's new metal band. And you get like, fucking Method Man. Are you kidding? That's what I'm saying. Like, there, there, there is obvious, obviously something about him on a personal level that people like so much. I mean, people from all walks, not all walks of life, but people from all different kind of genres of music. Like I was saying earlier, you, know, you got Method Man here. You got the hip hop guys, Eminem, which we'll talk about later. Um, you know, Dre and Snoop Dogg. Um, you know, in the break stuff video, Primus or Les Claypool from Primus. I mean, fucking Fred Durst was on the Primus record Antipop. You know, he co-produced some of those songs. So it's just it's it's insane. Like his his reach in music <laughs> the reach and then, is strong. And not only that, he fucking did a song with Christina Aguilera like in two thousand or two thousand one, like I mentioned earlier. It wasn't like a recorded thing, but he was on fucking live, not live. Well, I guess it was live TV on an award show, singing a song don't with forget, her. Like, but don't forget, too, do like this. 
the Eminem thing, right? That whole that whole I want to sit next to Carson Daly and Fred <laughs> yeah. Durst. That was Fred yeah. Durst in that part. In I the know video. it was actually him. It wasn't Carson that was Daly. Fred Durst. That Carson was Fred Daly Durst. Didn't show up? <laughs> I know that was that was a song making fun of Fred Durst, featuring Fred Durst <laughs> in the part that was making fun of Fred Durst. I know, right? Good lord, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Damn, you know, it, it just doesn't get better than that. It doesn't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, you know, we might as well bring it up now. There are two songs that were left off of this. Well, really one whole song that was left off of this record, and it was a song with Eminem. He literally got Eminem to do a track on this record, and then he doesn't use the track. No. Like, it's not that it's disrespectful. I, it you, just goes to show, like, how respectful they are towards each other to where Eminem wouldn't be offended if he didn't throw the track on. Yeah. Like, and this is, this was, this was after, this was out. No, it wasn't that good. But, but this was after the Slim Shady LP, right? That came out with my name is and then guilty conscience before Marshall Mathers. Well, it was, it was recorded. Oh no. Yeah. The Slim Shady. Okay. I was thinking of Marshall Mathers. Sorry. And the Marshall Mathers was the year after significant other. That was the year 2000. Year 2000. (laughs) <laughs> but so like Eminem was was on the rise in a way that we have we you you rarely see any hip hop artists are on the rise the way Eminem was on the rise from Slim Shady LP to Marshall Mathers that like one and a half year gap between the two I think it was only a year gap actually I think they're both early of those years mm-hmm. like we have never seen an art the hip hop artist be on the rise that fast Slim Shady LP hit and Guilty Conscious and My Name Is dude that fucking took like the world by storm yeah. And then Marshall Mathers LP hit, and everybody was like looking forward to what's he gonna do next? No fucking way he can top that. And then he drops like, (laughs) then he drops the real Slim Shady, the way I am, Stan, which is, in my opinion, the greatest hip hop track of all time. Did all of these fucking songs, like, uh, oh my God, Eminem. Hey, man, I agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. So fucking good. (laughs) But yeah, and together now, he gets Method Man to come on. And Method Man, Method Man slays the way Method Man slays. I don't know. Not, you you're right, man. You're right. I didn't. I you know. I didn't even look it up. Has Fred Durst been on any other hip hop record? Because like, how the fuck did he get Dre and Snoop Dogg? I mean, yeah, he got Dre through Eminem, and and Eminem came in the scene through Corn's Got the Life video. I know that. So that's that's that connection. But it's like, I guess Snoop Dogg's all related to it as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, you're, right, you're right. You're at the right, time, right, right? right? That was like the late '90s before. Yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't. Because when did Dre's label come out? Well, so like Dre made Aftermath, and that was that was was that a subsidiary that was, of Interscope? Yeah, well, okay. like I think Interscope like distributed. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what the technical things are, but I don't know if you can make like your own record label, but then like pay somebody else to distribute your shit, right? Because no, that, no that, that that's what you do. That's what you that's what you can do. Right, but like you wouldn't do that now because you would just do that yourself through online stuff. So I, I, I think you, at the time you could make your own record label, but then just, so then are you, are you, are you, are you your own record label back then? If you're just paying somebody else th- for distribution, because uh, if it wasn't for that distribution, you wouldn't be a record label. You wouldn't have any money. Well, I think, I think with the record label, you're able to sign whoever you want, but who cares? I, I, if I think you can't I distribute think, their think, records. Well, I think in the end, the bigger labels that were doing the distributions, they just don't care because they're getting the money. They're getting a cut of it anyway, so they they don't care. Well, then you're not. I I guess in in technically you're you're your own like record label, but like in spirit, 
you're just part of fucking Interscope. Yeah. Because without Interscope, there would be no Eminem. Because how 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 is Dre going to get Eminem's records into my hand without Interscope? True. No, you're right. You're right. I, it's, I but like I, I I think overall that's why they were all uh, together was through Interscope because it's I I think I think Aftermath used Interscope and then because that was a part of like Geffen too, right? I don't know. I think Interscope was its own entity. Really? Yeah, maybe, maybe Geffen bought Interscope at some point. Maybe, yeah. I, I I have no fucking clue. I don't know. Wait, this is all guesswork. This is all guesswork. Yeah, no, this is all guesswork. But like that just shows you how fucking stupid the fucking record label industry is and how shicey those fuckers are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck them. Um, so yeah, and together now, um, should we play it? Then Dude, that video is so good. The video, I love the video. All the reds if and everything, you, uh, and like, and then the hallway where with the with the moving floor in the hallway. Dude, I'll go on for days in this video. <laughs> and Polly Shore, <laughs> again, Polly Shore, again, Polly Shore. And then the, the end the of the video, video. Where, where they're all just kind of in the room, and Red Man's there, and uh, it's just like this is a, off, this man. the video is a Shaolin fight, dude, Wu Tang yeah. style, straight up. But it's it is done in a way where like like Thirty Six Chambers was in no way kind of like goofy. It was a little self deprecating in the way they're kind of bagging on each other, the guys from Wu Tang. But mm-hmm. it was never like goofy. It was never like like tongue in cheek. It was never it was it was never like a metaphor for being something kind of just stupid. It was always very serious. This is the first time we've seen like the Wu Tang concept thing be kind of goofy and, and stupid, and, and you you laugh at it, but it's yeah. done in a way that you're not making fun of it. You're laughing with, not at. Solid video, solid song, and like we were, like I mentioned earlier, the transition from rearranged to end together now, perfect. It's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Perfect. It's seamless. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely seamless. And fucking Fred Durst directed all these videos too. Another thing, like how involved he is with the bands, everything, you know, it's their promotion, their marketing, their videos. Like you don't see that with a lot of bands having one of the members or multiple, multiple members be so involved in everything. And this one like specifically, right? So, so like, how do you get, how do you get Method Man who like owes his entire career to like RZA and and the Wu-Tang family? How do you get him to kind of make fun of that? in a way that's not going to piss anybody off and it's only going to pay homage to and like build that legacy. And this video is perfectly directed. All the little, little like cutting that little bush into the, the, the Wu Tang W yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like he's, because you can't just make fun of the Wu Tang. This is fucking late nineties. You don't make fun of Wu Tang. You just don't, yeah, you're right. you can't. It's great stuff. So here's a little bit of end together now from, Limp Biscuits, where are you? There we go. <laughs> and just the shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up part too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I remember hearing that for the first time and thinking, "What the? F-? I, I I was so perplexed. Like, how is this even a song? It's it's one of those moments where you you've just never heard anything like it, and you're just instantly obsessed with it because you've never you can't associate with anything associate it with anything else. I so like I remember hearing this song and I thought. <laughs> Damn, like they took a straight hip hop like hook, like the chorus, and whereas like normal choruses or hooks in, in hip hop things would be like, they would say something there, something mm-hmm. of meaning, something that would tie the verses together, 
This is just like shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, just shut the shut the shut the fuck up. And you hear Premier like scratching it kind of a little bit, but it's like why why don't more hip hop artists do this? Why 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 does a hook have to be so so melodic with words? Just like focus on what they are are saying in in a in a melody sense, but not what they're saying in a word sense. I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Also, you know, going back to the beginning of the song where Fred, I don't even know what he's, does he say Mia? Mia. In the about? very, very beginning? In the, like the, within the first five seconds. He says, like, DJ, I think he's, just DJ Pre- say DJ I think he's supposed to say DJ Premier, but he goes, Premier. Mia. <laughs> it's, it's so ugly. It's DJ. so fucking ugly. Premier. So he's, he's saying like DJ. <laughs> okay. Premier. Okay, okay. It's just, it's it's so bad. Who could be it's the so boss? Bad. Look up to the cross, stranded in the land of the lost. <laughs> it's a great song, man. Great song. So do we have any? Do we have anything else on this one? No. Oh man, and that was your three B. Correct. That was my three B. <laughs> All right, my my three B is trust, 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 trust. Trust, uh, trust is one of those songs that I think is a forgotten B. I think it's yeah. a forgotten song. I think it's uh, n- not. It's my seven B, but I think it's not no. oft talked about enough. It isn't, and I feel like it's one of the more unique songs. Actually, I think it's the most unique song on the record that is not a single. It, it has that weird intro where he goes, "What does he say?" He just says "backstabbers," but the way he says "backstabbers" is so <laughs> funky and just stupid. <laughs> And, and and dude, and I think it's a fucking perfect fucking transition for men together now. Absolute yeah. perfect transition. You're right because it still has that goofiness of men together now, but then it just drops so heavy, man. That with when everything kicks in, that that heavy riff, riff, riff? Jesus, that riff, heavy riff, riff with. I I don't think it's a high. I don't think it's a guitar. Just that that really high note being hit. I think it's it's lethal doing something. To kind of accent that big heavy riff is fucking solid. Um, I don't know. And then just the verses themselves are really heavy. Fred screaming, the big guitars. The chorus is actually very catchy. Even though it's as heavy as it is, it's still super catchy. The breakdown, the bridge, super tight rhythm section. I, and then, yeah, it's just this song. Is, this song is really, really good. I This is another, like you said, this is a song that I um, I forget about a lot. So, there's There's... There's a yeah. two. There's two parts of the song that makes that makes this like a B, like a forgotten song, like a like a top tier Limbiscus song. I love the repetitive like staccato riffage that mm-hmm. that little I don't know that little fucking riff thing does. Like Wes, he, he does right before the chorus. Yeah, yeah, that little that the, yeah that little high part thing that he does, and like the bridge, dude. This bridge is so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> Dirt is such a snotty little shit. Like this is the most. This is like one of the most snotty like times he's ever been like on a song. It's so yeah. fucking annoying. He's so annoying, and I just can't help but like smile and be like, God damn, I love you so much. And then like John Otto, <laughs> dude, like riding that hi hat during the bridge, dude. Yeah. It's so crisp. It's so crisp and so tight. This is a banger. It is. It, yeah. you're, it's yeah. a fucking banger. It needs to be higher. I don't know why it's so low. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, Oh, well, I don't well, know about that, dude. Well, but. It, it is pretty low, dude. Well, I ranked this and my also album. remember, there is a question mark at the end of this. Or you, I know the that's name of the song, like so why that's so stupid. Trust, trust. You get yet because it doesn't even like. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid because like the lyrics, it's 
Like, come on, bro. Like, just I don't trust nobody, and nobody trusts me. Like, come on. <laughs> he's just talking about. He's just calling out, you know, the two faced people being shitty and being backstabbers. That's what the song's about. It's all it's about. So he has trust issues. Trust issues. So it's all about trust, just like that. Um, do you just want to play it and then we can kind of move on? Because <laughs> yeah, we there, we haven't even talked about Nookie yet. The one of the bigger singles on this. So here's um, here's a bit of trust, the the forgotten banger from Significant Other by the Limp Biscuits. <laughs> from Significant Other, uh, do we have anything else on this song? Should we move on? What's the, what's the other like phrase or word, you or we say, where there's a question mark at the end of it? Oh, it's um, there's something right. It's an album. It's an it's an album name. Ah, uh, what was it? Like like huh? Oh, Pennywise, Land of the Free. Oh, Land of the That's Free? What it is. So annoying. <laughs> That's so obnoxious. <laughs> God damn. Land of the Free? Yep. Trust? Yeah. Trust? Because nobody okay. even says questions like that. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put a fucking question mark there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that was your uh, that was your your 3B? Uh, yeah, say that with a harder question mark too. Th- that was your that was your 3B? <laughs> 3B? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. You got to do the, the head tilt too, like your dog. I did. I did. <laughs> I did too. I did too, and I three hated B? it. <laughs> yeah, 3B, and you, like, you, you furl your brow, and you 3B. Yeah. <laughs> so over For the some top. reason, your your voice gets higher pitched. Oh, I yeah. hate it. I hate it. Okay. We so got to at least we, get through Nookie. Yeah, we got Nookie, and then also the one with JD, with Jonathan, my boy Jonathan Davis. We, that's fine. We can talk about that one too. Okay. Let, let's Let's get into. Actually, okay, let's do this. Let's fa- round out. The, let's do nobody like you. Do Nookie. Round it out with Nookie as as a song, and then get into the album artwork briefly, and then round it out with our final thoughts. Sound gotcha. good? That good? That's good. I like it. Okay. Nobody like you. Where does this sit for you? This is uh. So there's there's songs on here that I think are just they're fun. They they excite me. I'm glad they're there, but I wouldn't be mad if they weren't there. <laughs> But I don't ever skip them, so I don't okay. want to call them filler, but they're not bangers either. And nobody like you is there. Uh, nobody, nobody like you. Okay, this is my four uh, B. Um, like oh I said, this one my god, Jonathan Why? Davis. How? I think it's a really good. I think the riff is is really good. I like all the singing on it too. I mean, it, it's nice to hear. I like kind of like the back and forth between Jonathan Davis and and Fred. Um, I, I think that's nice. And then they kind of have their own parts too. It's a little goofy with Jonathan Davis because he's doing that Jonathan Davis thing where he had this very unique style during like in 1998, 1999 where he did this kind of like whisper singing and he does it a lot on this song, but I like it as like a, it's like a fun throwback for me. Um, and Scott Weiland, I actually, I did not realize this is Scott Weiland until this week. <laughs> he does like pretty much all the the vocals during the chorus and I I'm always like, thought, dude, cares? Fred sounds pretty. Because I thought like Fred sounds pretty damn good. And then I realized, oh, it's Scott Weiland, and okay, because he can actually sing. I'm not a fan of him, but the guy can yeah, he sing. he can. Do you want me? To, do, do you want me to sing like Scott Weiland sings or sung? Do, do it. It's fucked up. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah, because yeah. I he's I'm Scott Weiland, and I fucking sing like this on everything that I do. But if you put a lot of verb on him, he's like. <laughs> kind of like a like a Chris Cornell, but not a good singer, but more of a, a like middle route, middle road, okay singer. Uh, okay, but no, did the song this did they did they did it better on Follow Leader? 
they did oh this better God, on Follow the Leader. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, like All in the Family wasn't that great of a song. Oh, man. But they did it better on Follow the Leader. This is, uh, like, you're almost there, man. Like, just take it there. Take it there. Why didn't you take it there? That's what. I, that's my question to JD and Fredners. Why well, didn't they you take did it, it there? They already did. They they did it a year before on Follow the Leader. Then Why do, would it they do it better. Again? Then do it better. Why did you do it again then? They didn't do it again. They didn't make, this song sounds nothing like All in the Family. All in the Family was done which we'll get into in a couple weeks. They're but joke track. This is a joke, this is a yeah. joke track. This, this is, is a this joke is track too. This is not a joke track. No, this, this, is, is, more, joke this track. is more serious. This is more serious. This is a JT. <laughs> this is a JT. <laughs> JD's JT. Um, also, you know, the, the chorus I feel hits pretty hard. I really think that chorus is catchy. Honestly, I think this is one of the better things Scott Weiland has ever done outside of that one Velvet Revolver song, which, which is actually really good. I think it's what is it called slither i think that first single that they put out was actually a really good song um but anyway the the bridge is a little weird um but i really like john's drum solo it's really fucking that's, solid that's it's like so my tight. favorite part of the song too it's fucking he just goes sick. absolutely fucking nuts yeah and it makes no sense and then everybody starts like singing and kind of screaming at the same time. And that builds and builds and builds. Oh. And it's just, it's fucking chaos. That bridge is absolute fucking chaos. And I love God it. God forbid. And then it drops right back down into that chorus. And it's, oh my, the, the stop and go of the guitars in that chorus, the, when they're, they're singing, oh, I'm not even going to try to sing like Scott, but. Oh, dude, I'm Scott just... Wiley and I sing like this all the <laughs> but time. He d- but he doesn't sing like that on here. He sings more because it's as so a... verbed up. There's so much like echo and delay and verb on his fucking and voice. You know what? Like a million miles away. And you know what? That's fine. Who cares? Who cares? Well, I thought it was Fred Durst for probably fucking 45 years. I just, that's what I said. I said I thought it was Fred Durst until this week. I did too, though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> And I always thought, like, how good, like, Fred sounds really good on this fucking song. And then that's no, not at all. And then, and then come to find out, Fred is like, praise Scott for, um, for like kind of giving him vocal lessons and stuff during the recordings. Cause I guess Ugh. they were recording in the same, the same building. So Scott was always coming over and, and watching them record and stuff and write music and probably doing a shit ton of drugs. But, oh, dude, for sure. But also, uh, God forbid you have a song that features Jonathan Davis and he doesn't uh, say the word. What do you say? Go? Go! That's <laughs> oh, so good. That, but his, you know, his goes. His goes are fucking good. They're the best goes I've ever heard. Uh, man, just that one That one quick. The Vandals word. are close second, but JD's got the best goes. Wait, who, who was second? The Vandals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> go, go, That's true. Go, go. Yeah, JD's got the best goes for Those sure. Those are good goes. Those are good goes. Oh man, what a song, man! I'm not gonna play it because you're being a little bitch about it, but it's 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 good. It's a good song. I, I like it. I enjoy listening to it. I would never skip it. Wouldn't be mad if it wasn't there. Okay, all right, all right. Just so let's it. let's get into Nookie then. You know, Nookie's my four B. We all did it for the Nookie. Um, where where did my that's my six uh, B. Nookie is no, my six B. We're being funny, guys. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's not that much. It's not that big of a difference from your from your B. That's two. That's two. Nookie's okay. my four B. Every time you say Nookie, I think you're saying Mickey. Nookie. And it's been bothering me the entire Nookie? night. Nookie? Like, yeah, it sounds like you're saying Nick, Mickey, like Mickey, like Mickey Mouse. Like with yeah. Mickey? Yeah. Did it all for the Mickey. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Nookie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nookie. so what do you got on this Nookie. one? Nookie. That, that, that hard O's, right? The ooh. Nookie. Nookie. 
Sound like, like a fucking Ramstein. I <laughs> I did it for Nuki. <laughs> you sound Russian. You sound don't even sound German at all. <laughs> like an over that the top pretty, Russian. That was, that was pretty Russian, huh? <laughs> that was extremely Russian. Yeah. That was my best German was being a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are great at the accents. I mean, look at all the King's English that you throw Absolutely. around. Absolutely, I can do like four accents, <laughs> which includes my own. Dude, no, they, <laughs> come on, Nuki. Sick intro. Instantly recognizable, just yeah. as much as, as break stuff is, just because Nookie, like, it's just fun. It's fun. These verses are so funky. They're wild. This pre-chorus does a good job at making the chorus drop extra hard. And oh, this yeah. song is just pure fun and excitement. Like for me, for me, it's all about that falling riff in the chorus. That, that, Wait, that little falling thing, that little falling melody, that falling riff that it does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know instead of like a, like a crescendo, it like it descends downward. Yeah, yeah. that riff. I I just I, I love how it doesn't match anything. Like it doesn't match anything. What Fred's doing doesn't match the melody. Doesn't match anything. But it's melodic because of that contrast and the biscuit. Like I said earlier, does a lot of good contrast. The highs, the lows, the fast, the smalls. I don't know, smalls, shorts, whatever. What I also love is the simplicity of John's <laughs> drumming from the verse into the or the intro into the big heavy part and from the verses into the chorus just the simple the simple snare hits the simple straightforward snare hits he doesn't do anything to church it up it's absolutely fucking perfect um it, it's great and also you know toward the the second half of each of the verses the thing that that west plays it's just that the those like kind of single i think they're just single guitar clean guitar notes that bump 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 Bum, bum, bum. Oh yeah, but just, the, the, those are funky though. They are funky, but it's just—it's it's almost so, like he's slapping it. That—that's something yes. you would hear from a bass player who was slapping the bass. But it's fucking West. It—it's it, and he only maybe he is slapping though. Oh, he could be. Yeah, he could be. But it's the only—he only—he doesn't do it through the whole verse. He only does it on the second, the latter half of the of the verses. He hits those notes, and then yeah, and then fucking John comes in with that that those fucking that fucking snare, and it just explodes. And oh my god, dude! Every and then just and then the pre-chorus, the the, the like a chump, hey, like a chump, hey, it, mixing the vocals with the DJ scratch the DJ. It's dude, there, there's so much going on in the song that it never gets enough credit. It people only focus on the the stupid lyrics, but the complexity of the song is insane. There, and even there's a lot even the lyrics, on. even the lyrics, right? Like like. Yeah. This this is the, the, the poster child for like Limb Biscuit misogyny is that he did it for the nookie because yeah. he just he did it all to hook up with somebody. It's like, no man. No, it's not that it's the opposite. That's not what of this that. fucking song is about at all. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's telling you that he got fucked over. Like he got his heart torn out. She put his tender heart in a blender, as Eve Six would say. Like she <laughs> fucked him over hardcore. And he's telling you that the reason he did it because he was infatuated with her. And he yep. got fucked over hard, and that is still to this day never talked about. Yep, and I feel—I mean, honestly, the lyrics are some of the more serious lyrics on the record. They are, <laughs> but but because it's the word nookie, and it's so weird. And then I, from what I read, the story is that this was actually just like a working title for the song. It was never intended to be the, the actual song name, and it was it was brought up by West because they had like a there was like a porno mag that was around the studio or something like that. And the title of it was Nookie. 
and he said, oh, wouldn't this be funny if we just named this song the working title Nookie, and it just, it stuck. It never went away. So good. Yeah, so that's just what it is, and and it sucks, man, because this song is way better than people give it credit for. It really, really is. It is. Even though it's like such a massive single, it really is better than that. It deserves better than that. Oh, 100%. And the chorus, man, I, it, it's so simple. I did it all for the nookie. Yeah, the nookie. So you could take the cookie and stick it up your yeah, stick it up your yeah. That's the fucking chorus. How how fucking dumb is that? So dumb. But it's it's so it's catchy. It, childish you, and silly. It's so much fun to sing. To sing the yas. It's singing the yas that... It's like the, the gang vocal part of it. That's another yeah. thing, too. It's, it, it's the gang vocals. What other Limp Bizkit song has that? None. That's true. Can't tell me. No <laughs> other Glimbisic song has, has the gang vocal. You can't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even let me fucking try and tell you. Can't tell me. I know you can't. I know you can't. Like MC Hammer over here. Can't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke, dude. Well, well hold on there, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm excited right now. I'm happy to be here. It's funny because, like, like, like. Uh, yeah, it's this I was very I was very much looking forward to Limbiscuit uh doing Limbiscuit on the pod and as I was explaining some things earlier I was kind of thinking in my mind I was like damn I'm not, I'm explaining this I'm explaining this in a way that a drunk person would explain how much he loved Limbiscuit and it's coming off terribly as I'm saying this right now it also is coming off terribly yeah, What are you trying to but- say? <laughs> <laughs> Like you got you got way too serious for like no reason and now I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know either. I just, what are you trying to say? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Oh my god, I'm fucking crying because it's so stupid. Yeah. Well I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just man, we do we do so we do some albums on the pod sometimes and they just they hit that. They hit that chord. They tug oh, on your heartstrings just fuck. in that way that that is perfect, like nostalgia, perfect fun, perfect, just great music, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I think Limbiscuit. I think Limbiscuit hits harder for us because because we've been such an advocate for so long. True. It's like a band yeah. that that we hold. We really do hold like near and dear to our heart, and 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 I do. I get mad at people that like shit talk them. And it ends with like, well, why do you think that? And they can never explain, they can never articulate why they hate Limp Bizkit and the reasons that they just said they hate Limp Bizkit for. And and that's what bothers me the most. Like, there's really no other band that is that, like that. Yeah, they're yeah, you're you're right. You're right. They're unfairly unfairly um, judged. They're judged. judged. Yeah. You know, it, it just it just made me really this made me think about Saturday when I was at. The, the party uh, I was talking to a friend of the pot angel and his, his his little brother David was there too who I had never actually met before but really cool guy and he said he's gonna listen to the pod and we were talking about the podcast and and I said oh yeah we just did we're in new metal we're doing new metal season and we just did sugar ray and angel was like what why would you do sugar ray what, what does that have to do with new metal well, I said hold on there, I dude. said well hold on there angel hold on dude you've obviously <laughs> never heard the first three Sugar Ray records. And he's like, well, no, I haven't. I said, go listen to him. You'll, it'll, it'll change your mind and you'll actually really, really like the band. And he just did not believe me whatsoever. And that was, that's fine. 
That's fine, Angel. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate yeah. that this is this is our society. This is the way <laughs> music is 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 pressed on us. And I wonder if Angel's little brother, because Angel's little brother is the one that got me into dubstep, and I think like our entire group into dubstep was oh, really? at that house that that Angel and Brian and Kevin lived in. Mm-hmm. That house. That was the first time I ever heard like dubstep. That was the first time I ever heard Skrillex. Like before Skrillex blew up, was because of mm-hmm. Angel's brother and i don't know how many brothers he has but i know he's a sister but it's just the one brother it's just the the one brother and that's him that's the fucking guy dude that's the guy that introduced us us to dubstep oh okay i didn't know that he's really he's he's really fucking funny too like like angel's really quiet and funny but very quiet and subtle but his brother is much more of an extrovert and just will make fun of everybody it was so he was really funny on saturday never met the guy at least I've, I've, not, I remember. I've not seen him since fucking 2009. <laughs> I think so, he yeah. was. What? No. 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 What? No. 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 no, no. no, no. I, I was. I thought he was there in Ohio when we went, but he wasn't there in Ohio. Oh, okay, okay. Ohio. I always lovers. forget. I always forget that you took that crazy road trip out to Ohio. It was only crazy because of the third party that we went with, not because Angel and I went on the road trip. It was because yeah. we took somebody else. I was like, what the fuck? How did that I, happen? Wild card. I, wild only, card I, I had only met her like a handful of times. Not even a handful of times, like <clears> two. <throat> yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh, and it was like, hey, we're going on a road trip. You want to come? When are you leaving? Tomorrow? Okay, I guess I'll drive 40 hours across the United States with you. <laughs> I know, it's without such a stopping, long drive. Without it's, stopping. <laughs> It's such a long, stupid drive. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> to Ohio. And it's not like you're even going to like, I don't even think you went to Cleveland, right? Like you went to like some small we, town, right? We went to Loveland, Ohio. So, okay, so much smaller. I don't even remember what the fuck that is, but like 30 minutes out of Cincinnati. <laughs> Loveland. Dope trip, but like we didn't stop. We didn't spend the night at yeah. all. We just drove straight. We took shit, four hour shifts. Fuck, man. I Well, I'm, even that 18-hour drive we did up to Portland that one time with me, you, and Ronald, and Ronald slept the whole time. He didn't do anything. <laughs> that was rough, man. That 18-hour drive was fucking Because there was two of us, not three of us. Yeah. A little you fucker. Just, all you fucking, fucking sat in the back and slept, or laid down and slept in the back Shit, seat. <laughs> it was still a bitch when we wanted to go out. And we still went out to like 4 a.m. Yeah. That night, you know? Showed up in a fucking blizzard. Showed up in a fucking blizzard and still partied all night. That we were those, your, those are your twenties, dude. <laughs> You're right, dude. Can't do you, that anymore. You only need four hours of sleep. <laughs> that's fine. Four hours of sleep and Domino's pizza. That's all I need. Yep, that's all you need, baby. All right, Nookie. Do we? We don't need to play this, right? We don't need to play. Everybody's fucking heard it. I know you want to yeah. get into the album art before we go. There's yeah, one thing just, I'll mention about the album art. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you got on the on that on that? Well, somebody had brought it up recently that there if you look at the album art in the bottom left corner there's a light there's an a light outlet an outlet just an electrical outlet like mm-hmm. from a home right like where you plug your shit into there's oh yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. i never I, I just i like why would you ever look for that in the bottom left corner in the very back behind all the stuff but it made it seem like like because i didn't make it seem this was done in somebody's house on a wall like in somebody's fucking house like, I always thought this was just, like, a computer-generated thing. This wasn't a real thing. This wasn't real graffiti. This wasn't anything other than somebody just kind of did this on their 
on, on, on Microsoft Paint or whatever back in 99. Was Microsoft Paint a thing in 99? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the OG. That's just what I always thought this was. But then when I saw somebody post like, oh, dude, you ever notice that fucking outlet and in, in, in significant other? I was like, no. And then it made me like, like, who fucking did this? And like somebody like actually tagged it with spray cans and shit on a massive wall inside a house. Like this is yeah. actual, I don't know, spray canned. I don't want to call it tagging because that's kind of like it's demeaning. Graffiti. The it, art. It, it's graffiti. graffiti. Art. Is graffiti kind of also... A negative connotation there it can be but it but it's considered graffiti art it's it's that's an it's a style it, it isn't yeah a, a legitimate it, graffiti art style. styled art and it's i don't know that that whole light switch thing in the bottom left like really threw me for a loop and i just i cannot believe that is that is that has been there for so long and i've never noticed it until honestly like a year ago maybe not yeah. even a year ago i um i i never know i never knew about that until you said it and then and then when you look it up on, on YouTube, there's a video of the guy painting it on the wall. Um, and yeah, this it's he. This is all actual graffiti art, and and the picture is way bigger than what you see on on the album art. Like it's it's much much bigger. And um, yeah, dude, it's it's super fucking rad. It, it's you so watch, cool. It, it's down. To, I think it's like a five minute video, and it's um yeah, it's like a time lapse. Thing. Yeah, time lapse yeah. of him making the the mural. But it's a guy named Mir One. He's the artist, and he um he's, he's I guess he's fairly famous. Uh, he's from L.A. and uh, yeah, his, his name is Mir One. But yeah, it's fucking legit, man. Super super cool stuff. But I wanted to bring yeah. it up because, like you, yeah, I know I, I thought it was just like a computer generated thing. I had no idea it was a, a real piece of art. <laughs> well, this is cool that after dude, fucking nineteen ninety nine two thousand twenty two is when I discovered it. Yeah, twenty three years later, like I'm discovering something new about an album that I've listened to hundreds, hundreds of times. You're right. You are right. Crazy. It's crazy. Yep. Wow. Wow. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, let's give our final thoughts on Significant Other, and then rate it based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album. But give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, what do you got, Jeff? Go. Limp Bizkit will probably never achieve the same clout as Corn in the way that that Corn, like nobody takes. I shouldn't say nobody. People don't take Corn as seriously as they do Limp Bizkit in the way that I, that's even also a wrong yeah, kind of. Here's what yeah. I got. Start. People over. don't. People don't. Oh, 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 oh. oh. That was me rewinding. What, what, what? <laughs> People don't dissect corn the way they do Limp Bizkit. People don't don't like like pick faults at corn the way they do Limp Bizkit. People see corn and say, "Oh yeah, what you kind of see is what you get." Even though that's not the case, I get it. But that's what that's what the the vast majority of people see. With Limp Bizkit, it's always like, "Oh well, like why the fuck did he do this? Why did they do this? Why did they sound like this?" There's always so many fucking things that they talk about Limp Bizkit. That they're missing the point, yeah. and I was like, "Why is it? Why is it so specific to Limbiscuit? Because no other, no other new metal band. Look at fucking like System, Linkin Park, dude. Like any other new metal band. Like no one has ever like dissected them the way people dissect Limbiscuit. And it's yeah, not even right. that that Fred is this this outspoken kind of like douchey front man. He's really not. He's any no. He's he's no more crazy than any other just normal." you know, A S tier front man. He's just 
He's always <laughs> in the publicity because he's always because they're fucking huge. They sell millions of copies. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't I don't know why people dissect Limp Biscuit the way they do, but I think it's completely unfair. I think it's completely unfair, especially when you dissect Limp Biscuit and you cherry pick what you fucking want to hear. When you cherry pick that yes, this band is 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 sexist. This band is adhering to just like a specific type of crowd. It's like, well, yeah, dude, like when you fucking just take break stuff at face value, when you do all these other things at face value, when you see the, the, the video for Roland and you say, Oh, this guy's sold out and he's just an in sync ripoff. It's like, come on, man. Come on, totally man. Missing the point. Totally missing the point. Jesus Christ. Come on, dude. <laughs> Every Absolutely. part of that Roland video too is, is a joke. The way they're driving the car, just the over the top, aspect of that video it's just it's crazy that anybody took it seriously and the fact they did it twice on the same album i know yeah oh right maybe <laughs> keep, keep on, on rolling <laughs> it's that breath yeah i i think limbiscuit is is so vastly underrated so underappreciated so so misunderstood mm-hmm. maybe one of like the most misunderstood bands of our generation if not that's, the most misunderstood bands of our generation, that's not a stretch. They deserve. Uh, they deserve more. They deserve more. Um, I think this album is, is is perfect, man. I think this album is perfect in every way, shape, and form. I, I think even Oof. the songs that you think maybe aren't as good as the other songs, I think they are that great. I think the song with JD, which I is not one of my one of my bees, but it's not a stinker, but it's not a skippable track. I think it does something. I, I think it serves a purpose. This entire album is, is is methodical, from beginning to end. It was it was well thought out. There were there were things happening on it that that defined new metal. I, I think new I think Limp Biscuit is is as important to new metal as Corner, are yeah. were is are yeah are. I think they absolutely are. I think if 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 Corn's Corn Corn's Corn will you know will whatever later on spoilers Corn's Corn is is. That's it. That that's the bee's knees. That is, that is the defining album defining, for new metal, yeah. the, without a doubt. No matter what, but I think Limbiscuit. If Limbiscuit is just as important if it wasn't for Corn's Corn. Correct. Corn's Corn's number one. Limbiscuit's number two, and then we can go to number three after that. <laughs> so you gave this a perfect three out of three. Significant because other. It just, three out of three. Because it just it just it does more. It does more for the it genre, is. for music, for 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 choreography even in, in, in a rock star status for production for for bandmates being involved in in the production uh the standpoint in the music video filming and everything like this is it, it's it's so much more important than anything else i agree man i i agree and and kind of this will go into my wrap-up um that you brought up lincoln park and 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 you know people didn't talk about them as much and the, it, it's crazy to me that Linkin Park is not criticized the way that Limbiscuit is because Linkin Park are not a good band I mean Chester Jump yeah band. Chester was a great singer don't get me wrong he's fucking an, a, an amazing vocalist outside of that the musicianship the musician uh, the, the music in that band is mediocre at best the drummer can barely play the drums can barely keep hold a beat. The bass player is almost non-existent in the mix. The guitar playing is bland and boring. All they have are their melodies. That's it. That's all. But yet people absolutely love Linkin Park because they are a superficial band. 
They had the look, the, the edgier image. They had the pop sensibilities. So people loved him for that, but they didn't have the musicianship. And that's, that, that is one of the most frustrating things for me because Limp Bizkit are leaps and bounds better than Linkin Park overall. Overall, they are leaps and bounds better. Chester is is the only is just honestly seriously the best part and, of that. Band. And a perfect example too. Just well, just interrupt there, dude. Well, no, go for you it. You listen to like Mike Shinodo. He sounds Shinodo? awkward, dude. He sounds weird. Shinodo. <laughs> Shinodo. But <laughs> <laughs> he sounds weird next to other rappers. You put does, fucking yeah. Fred Durst next to dude. Nineteen nineties again. I cannot under understate how great Method Man Wu Tang was in the nineties. You put Fred next to Method, he holds up. He can he can he can go toe to toe with one of the greats. You put True. Mike next to anybody, he sounds fucking weird. He sounds like a child. He sounds out of place. And the like, thing what are you is, doing like, here? has Mike Shinoda really has he really collaborated with any any other like major hip hop artists? I don't think he has. Even with Fort he Minor, can't. like he the can't. Fort Minor stuff was only as far as I remember. Fort Minor is je- that one record is only him. I don't think he really had anybody guest star or anybody huge in the hip hop scene guest star with him. Like he's not a bad rapper, but it's not like he's 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 like I don't know he's like he's like Lincoln Park. He's very generic. Yeah, very, His very rapping generic, is very yeah. very generic. It's good because it it hits that hits that downbeat every single time. It's fine, whatever. Diamond does, but it's it's vanilla. It's it's the Foo Fighters of new metal. That's what they are. The Foo Fighters For of sure. new metal. For sure. Um, and no disrespect to Foo Fighters. But, no, one hundred percent disrespect to Foo Fighters. Yes, <laughs> but no, significant other. I, I agree, man. This is um, this is something that that needs that deserves more credit. It, it it added so. It's not even just the new metal scene. It's rock music in general. What they were able to accomplish on this record. I mean, okay, so the first week this record sold over six hundred thousand copies in the United States alone. The second week it sold over three hundred thousand records. I mean, that is astonishing for a record where people say they hate it. They went out and bought the CDs. This is before streaming. You know, this is where you're only buying CDs, really, because nobody was buying cassettes or vinyl really anymore. So this is all fucking CDs. Um, and yeah, dude, you know, fuck everybody. Fuck them all. This record's <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Fuck, fuck people who don't like, oh, that's mean, because I don't really mean that, but... I no, do. You're, you're fucking I wrong. Would. If you yeah. say this record is bad, you're wrong. You're just you're flat wrong. out wrong. You, you, you're stupid and you've wrong. Never, you've never listened to the record. That's that's how stupid, I know you're wrong. Stupid wrong and I yeah. hate you. If you had listened to it, you would um, you would agree with me and me only. Uh, anyway, oh. yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, dude, we've, we've really milked this one. <laughs> we've really gotten into a because lot of I, shit. Because we just love talking about Limp Bizkit. Because they're, they're too goddamn good. Too goddamn good. But um, yeah, with uh, dude, this is a perfect three out of three. Come on, man. I, there's only one record I would not give a perfect three out of three. I was just gonna say and that's that. Result I think, may vary. I, think I would one. give all of the records. Yeah, even even unquestionable truth is on the record. I would think I would give all of the records a perfect three because unquestionable results. truth was so unique. It would not. It it oh, was like man. it was almost like this combination of of new metal and conscious hip hop. Because the way Fred was rapping on that was very conscious hip hop esque, you know what I mean? He wasn't Man, doing would, the goofy things. He wasn't going doing the haws, the high pitch stuff. The you know he wasn't doing any of that shit. He was just straight up, let's just rap and that's it. That's all. God, and, I really hope I get a box set. I just want a box <laughs> set so bad. I know that'd be so sick. But yeah, perfect three out of three for me on significant other. Um, do we have anything else on on this record? 
No, that's it. That's all. And I'm excited to do the biscuit again at some point. Next week, right? Yeah. If you want to, we will. <laughs> no, no, it's no, fine. No. We're all good. We're all good. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you for uh, checking out New Metal Season because uh, we got some great shit up next the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that and uh, give us five stars. And that's it. That's all. It's oh. not bad. Like I said, it's not bad, dude. Baby girl. Me? <laughs> it's not a bad song or bad band. It's just, it's not for me, dude. Well, well. it's not for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rivers Cuomo's bass line is, is crazy Cuomo. deep, melodic, and it goes somewhere. And the song just stops, right? These guys can, these guys do the stop and go so well. This song just stops and there's this hip hop pot in the middle. Dude, that sounded weird. Hip hop pot, pot, hip hop pot in the middle. Hip hop It always comes back to the King's English. Always. Always back to the King's English. Right? <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> whenever, whenever you make a mistake in your own native tongue, you just blame the King's English for some reason. <laughs> Terrible. There's a, there's a little hip hop part in the middle of the song that just like, it's like, everybody stop. It's 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 ridiculous, Damn. fucking ridiculous. Fuck, this album is so good. I didn't yeah, like new I, metal. This album was so no, good. Shut up! Stop saying you don't like new metal. You <laughs> fucking love it. You're trying so hard to not like something, but I know you like it. That's why you got through new metal season so quickly because you fucking love it. Or you've gone through all these records. Believe, I've listened to twenty records already in, during new metal season. That simple drum beat that it gets me so pumped all the fucking time, and then. And then it breaks into everybody, just drops in with that big heavy riff. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you know where you are? You took it, you dude. Know, where do you it's take so it? So fucking good. Where do you it's take so it? Good. Where did John Otto take it? To the Matthews Bridge, of course. To the Matthews Bridge, baby. I don't know what the, the Matthews I've, Bridge is. What was that? I don't remember. What I think that we was. I, we looked it up, but I don't remember what it was either. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. It's so really stupid. stupid. But goddamn, dude, that that. That transition into the into that verse dude, with Borland playing oh, that guitar riff. Oh my it's god. like it's like some Rage Against the Machine shit, but way fucking better. It's like what Tom Morello wishes he could have done with some Rage songs, but Wes just he fucking nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Uh, but, okay, uh, but no, you, come on, the remix version of Roland. Are that, you kidding that me? Song, oh, oh, the barking. Are you joking I, me? So, Are you joking my ass right now? <laughs> So what? It's so stupid. Oh my god, dude! What that a is my least favorite. That one is good. Lord. That's my least favorite song on the record. I only listen sure. to this album so I can get to that song. It ain't no joke. So you should get pen. Write yourself a little note so you don't forget again. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's trying so hard just to sound like some gangster. It's so hard when he sings just those first two lines. I thought, it was, I thought it was named Tykel, like T-I-C-A-L, like Tykel. But it's Tikal. 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 <laughs> as, <he> sa- <laughs> as he says it. Nah, I don't know. Nikki. Okay, Nookie. so what do you got on this Nookie. one? Nookie. What that, that, that hard O's, right? The ooh. Nookie. Nookie. Sound like, like a fucking Ramstein. I, <laughs> I did it for Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> you sound Russian. You sound don't even sound German at all. Like an over the top Russian. That was, that was pretty Russian, huh? <laughs> that was extremely Russian, yeah. That was my best German was being a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are great at the accents. I mean, look at all the King English that you throw Absolutely. around. Absolutely.
I can do like four <laughs> accents, which includes my own. That's another yeah. thing too. It's, it, it's the gang vocals. What other Limp Biscuit song has that? None. That's true. Can't tell me. No <laughs> other Limp Biscuit song has, has the gang vocals. Can't vocal. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even let me fucking try and tell you. Can't tell me. I know you can't. I know you can't. 